Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse episode 200. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor's here too. That was neutral, I guess. Neutral. Well, there's too many things going on in the world right now just to focus all my hate into Connor. Uh, yeah. Although I do enjoy it still. It brings me you know, joy. There's other things you can focus your hate on. Yes. Hate. Yeah. Other things to focus on. Uh, so this is episode 200, and it's so weird. The timing, I, I remember th- being gobsmacked that our episode 100 worked out to be like the same week as Action 1000. That was that yeah. was the first case of like insane timing as far as the episode numbering this podcast goes. Uh, the second case of in-case timing here is that number 200 happens to be seemingly the last week of comics for the foreseeable future. Uh, now, admittedly, DC, because the first thing we're going to talk about here is the fact that there's actually no official word yet on whether or not DC Comics will still have digital comics in the coming weeks. So we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll have a proper discussion about that. But basically, last week, I think just this, very, this is how quick things have been moving. Last week on this show, we said, well, we're still getting comics, so we'll keep talking about comics until, yeah. you know, there was, no, there was no whiff last week that we might be at the point where Diamond would shut down shipping comics. And in the last seven days... Diamond uh, shut down. The printers for most of the the publishers have shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. DC Comics printer I know has shut down because uh, in Canada, uh, that's I think yeah the important. DC one is shared by Dark Horse. Yeah. And- boom and a couple of other smaller ones as well yeah a lot of the indies yeah uh, i know dark horse is the one company that i know has vowed not to release digital comics while the publishing side's not uh, doing it boom have as well in the last couple of uh, couple hours well there you go so um those they, they two both said though they will still be releasing print uh trades and hardcovers through bookstore routes and obviously a lot yep. of comic stores should they somehow still be open uh, are able to order through those bookstore routes, just mm-hmm. not from Diamond. Yeah, D- DC yeah. have said the same. They're, they're still releasing their original graphic novels over the next uh, while. But notably have not said anything about singles. And to me, what this says is that they don't really have a choice in this matter. They're just dragging their feet and announcing it because they they're, they're trying their hardest to explore every possible option they might have if they can somehow keep making money. I don't think they can. And I think the reason why we're not going to see digital comics is because of the nightmare it creates and lining them back up with the physical once everything was back to normal. Well, there's that, and you're essentially signing the the death certificate of stores right now. You are, yeah. No. If you do that. so And they don't want to be responsible. It's funny, though, is, is I don't think Marvel's announced either, so I do think they're waiting for the other to blink because mm-hmm. they, yeah. they don't want to be the person first. It's like yeah. the two big. It's, it's, a press release about the the final cutoff orders for mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. that were being done, and it was these are the companies who are you know who have you know, have said we're not putting out anything for final cutoff this week, right. and everyone was on that list except DC, and there was a really notable like space where DC was supposed to be. Yep. And that was a bit awkward. Joe, they, they seem to be more resistant than anyone else for some what reason. That, what that says to me, though, is I think you took that as, oh, maybe there's a plan on continuing. What that says to me is that in this time after Diddy was left, which is probably the worst time for them to have a shakeup um, in management yep. right before this happens, to me that just says that they're running around like a headless chicken and have no idea what they're doing. You know, Jim Lee's late on everything, including putting out the news for the final order cut off. <laughs> so, you know... Um, but yeah, I definitely think they're they're seeing who's gonna blink first. I don't think, you know, Ryan Higgins on Twitter, he is basically he's he's been like workshopping ideas that would work for if they're gonna do digital. Mm-hmm. You know, where if, if you buy through digital here, you know, here's here's a code you can give your comic shop 
you know, whatever, it'll reimburse them or something um, for the physical. Uh, like like a reverse, you know, when they were giving out the digital yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's assuming digital keeps... Now, this is the weird thing with the comics industry <laughs> is that the writers and the artists can keep working because they could have been doing yeah. that from home anyway. <laughs> so that's, They can, I, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of publishers yeah. have been ordering, you know, pencils Pens- down, as, as yeah. the phrase has been. Yes. Uh, uh, we don't so know... When- we don't know which is worth mentioning because we've had creators say that's been ordered from yeah. certain places, but we don't know which yeah. have ordered that. Yeah, um, I do know some some fan that doesn't like Tom Taylor told him pencils down because he ruined Wolverine and called uh, him an yes, SJW. That, that was a, uh, a CG uh, who yeah. were having a big thing with Gail Simone earlier in the week as well. Gotcha. Oh, it was a whole thing. And I just, Taylor's just like, I'm not going to listen to DC. I'm sure as hell not going to listen to you. I have things in my head I need to get out. <laughs> so i just love his flippantness a certain xdc employee who yeah. has become terrible or yeah, you know, oh. maybe has always been terrible but is, is right. now very publicly known to be terrible mm. uh was celebrating the fact that that you know creators were being told pencils down it's like yeah dude, well like that's two because years ago this was you yeah you were forced to do it these guys are not it took a global pandemic in order for them to stop working, nobody wants to work with you. Yeah, you shithead. This is <laughs> if if I was to make a guess, and what will happen is basically we'll have no solicits for a while, obviously, mm-hmm. and essentially what was made. April, May, and June's books will become the first three months of books whenever we come back to normal. Now, and this is this is why I think they're they're dragging their feet and making a decision is that putting a plan in pl- a plan in place to deal with this is them admitting that it's going to be months instead of weeks. And I don't think... They don't want to commit to something. If Because if it turns out just to be two weeks, three weeks, then they don't want to have some new system in place to deal with that, if, if it's all it's going to right. be. They'd rather just wait it out and just come back strong in two weeks. But it may not right. be two weeks. It may be three months. It may be four months. And if that's the case, then they have to have something in place. So yeah. I, I think everything right now, the problem is, is that they don't want to commit to anything because no one knows how long any of this is going to be. But ultimately they're eventually going to have to do something and because because the problem is if because the scenarios of digital keeps going right here's the problem with that is that what happens then if digital let's say this last three months right which is a conservative estimate uh on the side of it being over quickly i think if this last three months when we get to the end of those three months so what happens to all the physical books for all the books that have been released digitally in that time do they all drop at the same time once the thing's over? That's not feasible, really. If you think about how no. many comics are shipped per week, the, the fact that they shipped two weeks' worth of comics back in the 18th of December was like a nightmare for stores just for doing two weeks' yeah. worth, never mind three months' worth, right? So that's not feasible. It's not only from a, a, a publishing point of view, but also in a shipping point of view, but also from the how many people who have pull lists will see how many books they're supposed to pay for on that week and go, yeah, I can't do that. I've been out of work for the last three months. I'm not, yeah by yeah. that 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 screws well, shops over in yeah. one way see luckily i'm getting paid while i'm i'm not working so like i can set aside my my usual yeah. budget per week you know right and then i'm not spending it now so when they all come out at you know say they hypothetically come out at once but i'm not everybody you yeah. Know? yeah i i like, still don't know um yeah. my company so, so over here in the uk there is supposed to be a scheme from the government where Companies can claim eighty percent of the pay for theoretically yeah. any worker. However, they've even as of last night, we're like, well, we're still talking to the government. We don't know if you if it applies to you yet. And even if you do, you won't be getting that extra twenty percent on top. So that's like hundreds of pounds gone already from like my right. monthly wage. Right. Yeah. So 
that's a problem first and foremost and then like and then the other option is like, well do those books just not exist physically because that's also weird collectors would hate that that, that would stop a lot of people from collecting if there's a gap <laughs> yeah as someone that misplaced a couple issues of shazam <laughs> out there in my bedroom um uh, they slept behind my my dresser um yes i would not like that because i could not rest until i found those issues matt, matt literally has comics coming out of the seams of the, oh, the furniture I do, <laughs> yeah because i'm i'm lazy when it comes to putting stuff away um hence i loaded up those two brand new boxes i bought last week um already full so uh i, I need more my shop's closed so yeah um, i'm I mean, this solves that problem because I have no new books to put, put that away. Is, that is true. This is this is this is the era where all of us who have been hoarding a backlog for comics, movies, and whatever else forever is like, finally, the universe has said, "This is your time." The backlog yeah, is being attacked. I don't. I've spent the last three days updating my databases of yeah. things I, I watch and read, and I'm still not done. It's going to take another couple of days yet, but it, it's it's, yeah. a, it's a project to be working. But, yeah, it's such a, it's I, such a weird thing. I, I think so. As much as obviously we would like to have books to talk about, even for us, like, even if there was still digital books and we still bit the bullet and just yeah. got them all digitally, the problem is, is that let's say, I mean, generally speaking, half of our audience probably read physically and wouldn't want to listen to the yeah. show because they're not reading their books anyway. So right. So it's bad for stores if things keep going digitally. It creates a lot of awkward problems for the readers, depending on how they have to pay for the books once they eventually come out, if they're all behind and whatnot. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the third option I never said is that, well, what, are, are digital just three months ahead of physical for a long time? Or do they have to sort of release them a little bit quicker physically so they eventually catch up? All awkward. All of this is awkward, no matter which way you slice it. The yeah, most... the best way to do it is just pause everything. Yeah, that is right? logically, is best for everyone is just for it to pause well, for however long. except the creators. Who are not yeah. getting paid. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, well, I mean, this is the thing, though. If we're talking about DC and Marvel, they can still pay their creators to keep going. In fact, they probably right. are because they can get they ahead prob- and all they everything. They probably are. I'm talking about all the the creator owned stuff. You know. Yeah, but that's the, yeah, but that's not in the conversation right now. We're not talking about creator owned stuff because creator owned stuff is paused anyway. We're talking about what DC not, are going to do. It. No, Im- Image haven't announced a thing yet. And, you know, they're the biggest creator-owned company. They haven't announced a single thing. Well, no, they have announced something, though. Back. They said, no, 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 but in terms of stopping, they said, oh, we'll scale back some things. You know, um, but I could see if, if anyone was going to shift quick, it's Image, because they're all kind of, they're like a collective, right? Yeah, so, but Image is a weird thing to bring up in this case, though, because all of their stuff is creator-owned, standalone, and not part of continuity or, like, a shared universe anyway. So, like... They can get away with they, delaying things. They can get away with things not being oh, no, at a certain they point. They can as a as a company. I'm saying, you know, you're saying, oh, everybody wins. I'm saying the creators who large portions of their income comes from the yeah. image books. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me make that's clear. I was not talking about anything creator one. I was talking purely about DC Comics. Okay. I'm talking about, and by extension, also Marvel. I am, I am not talking about Image. I'm not talking about Boom, Dark Horse, any small creator-owned books of any kind. I am talking purely about the books we talk about on this show. It is a win-win for everyone if they just pause. I mean, outside of the fact that we have no comics to read for however long. That is the only downside, obviously, but... So no. I was just looking at, like, that Brubaker pulp book that was coming out, the Brubaker and Phillips, their next mm. project. Uh, it was not supposed to come out till June, but like something like that, I could still see them releasing digitally and then yeah. holding off on. And, and when they do put it out in print, make it like an extra special. 
You I, know what I mean? I feel they like they have the advantage of always including yeah. uh, exclusive Batman yeah. in the print anyway. Also, so I think they might get away with it. And I think Image right. also has the advantage of where these creator-owned books, like if they released them singly and digital, I think they could go straight to trade physically, and it wouldn't yeah. be a big deal. Like it'd be like, okay because most no. people read that stuff and trade anyway. <laughs> It, it blew up the speculator market that I don't even know if still if that still exists with Image. I remember back, you know, five, six years ago now, Image number ones were selling, mm. you know, because everyone was looking for what's going to be the next saga. I think right? it still happens, not to anything that it's going to be the next saga, but what's yeah. going to get picked up for adaptation. Right. So, you know, that's the only thing I can see that would disrupt the, that market. But anything else, Pete's right, that they could, you know... All the singles come out digitally, and then here's the trade physically yeah. through the bookstores. Yeah, you know, that, it doesn't that, change the model that much. I mean, that doesn't work for you know Action Comics, which is 1,020, nope. and then we'll be jumping to 1,035 or whatever it is when we get to you know. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of months, so maybe hopefully it won't be that long. But like, <laughs> yeah, <that's> 15 months. <laughs> I know that's a lot of time, <laughs> but you know, like it doesn't work for those types of books uh, at all. And then everything's been a shared universe. You've got other continuity and yada, yada, yada. Um, maybe this is an excuse to just digitally put out stuff like Black Label books. Now, obviously, we can't do that for the ones that have already started because we have to finish right. those those runs. But, you know, stuff like that is... This is the perfect time to release that stuff. Well, I mean, on that note, uh, the Batman Adventures, mm-hmm. whatever they were calling it, I think I think that was it, the, uh, the animated series kind of sequel one that, that we talked about in the last couple of months. Yeah, that can still That's go. Digi- no, that is yeah. digital first, and it is still coming out. They've already confirmed that. Yeah, there's no reason to um, can- cancel that. That was maybe digital first anyway, so why yeah, not? Yeah. Um, obviously, this might delay the print followings that, that you know that tend to come out. Oh, obviously, it, but... yeah. Um, and again, I mean, but that, that's like a miniseries, so that, that's one that could just go straight to trade physically. If, if they end up sca- like missing the first like three months of what that was supposed to be coming out, they, even if they do pause everything else, that could be one they just decide to go straight to trade physically because, well, at this point, we'll just release it in trade because... You know, the first three months, it'll be three months I, late. I think the the big problem with this, you know, going, oh, well, we'll just do it straight to trade is, is it doesn't help the comic stores where the vast majority of their income is from single issues because yep. uh, a lot of people will buy trades from, you know, bookstores or Amazon because it's cheaper. Oh, sure. Whereas single issues, no, that's the lifeblood. But there's the nothing we could do about that right now. There's literally... No, no I know there's yeah. not, but I'm just saying, you know, you say, oh, this is a, this is a, a suggestion, you know, and... While it is a suggestion, it doesn't help them at all. So you know they'll be there screaming, hearing that idea. Right. Which is which is why it's a dilemma for the two, big two, right? Because yeah. do you do you hang them out to dry and just take care of yourself? Which well, that's the thing that's though. No matter, decision, no matter you know? what choice they make at this point, comic stores are going to suffer. Even even yeah. if everything pauses, they're suffering until they're back. And th- and you know mm-hmm. like there's no mm-hmm. way to help them a hundred percent. Like, the best they can shoot for now for comic stores is, like, making sure they have as much singles as possible when we come back kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think uh, TKO have been doing something interesting. Uh, where cause, uh, So they're, they're a company that, I think they started, like, last year or the year before, where they do kind of, like, uh, they, they launch their books in multiple formats at once. So they will launch, if it's a six-issue series, they will launch the singles as six issues at once. So you can have it in the single issues if you want it. But at the same time, they will launch a hardcover of it and the digital. Uh, you know, So it will all kind of happen at once and you can kind of choose how you want to read it. Um, they've been doing a thing this week where if you buy anything from their website right now and if you, you know, mention what your comic store is, um, you know, they, they've collected a list of all the comic stores that people have kind of thrown in. 
and they've got like a drop down. You can kind of write, okay, this is my store, and they'll send fifty percent of the purchase to that store. Um, so oh, that's, that's kind of something mm-hmm. that they're looking at. Uh, obviously, that helps for all their stock that they've got in, and in terms of trades going forward, maybe that's something that you know DC and Marvel can look into, especially um, you know where they they sell direct. You know, obviously they ship a lot through Diamond, but um, uh, I don't know if DC does it, but Marvel definitely. Uh, ship direct themselves to customers uh, through their own kind of pull subscription, and um, that's printed. Uh, I think it's printed the same place, obviously, but it's not through Diamond's distribution. So that can that's separate as well. So maybe if they order through that, maybe they can set up something with stores. Yeah, I mean, there's no easy solutions to any of this, uh, but purely in terms of DC, I think the best possible thing they can do is just to pause everything especially since then you split the fan base and then the people who read physically all of a sudden like there's spoilers for you know a month two months of comics that they're not getting to mm-hmm. uh, things mm-hmm. like that there's there's very little good that comes out of digital continuing uh, without the physical going alongside uh so yep, I, so i just looked at my shop who put up a digital storefront mm-hmm. uh online and while they're not doing comics, you can buy gift certificates. Mm-hmm. You know, they're their primary magic, the gathering shop here in, here in town. So you can get to your magic stuff and D&D stuff. So it's, at least they have uh, a, a bit cushion. awkward because they're, they're really right. great right now, short term. Right. Like, but right. they kind of offset the problem down the line of, of hoping not everyone buys gift certificates because we need some right. people to pay in cash when we reopen. Right. So, um but yeah, so I was just looking that up because I know they said there. I hadn't looked in a couple of days because last time I looked, it was just Magic the Gallery, and that's not one of my things. So, um, but yeah, they they went from doing delivery one night to not anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I was I, mean, I was hoping I was gonna get my physical books this week. Uh, you know, I really wanted uh, White Knight Eight, and I could put them all away. Um, of course you're not. Gonna, you have to wait. <laughs> I, I, I knew I wasn't getting my physical books this week because Diamond UK had already confirmed that, that they right. were shipping before you know the the, the rest of Diamond did. Um, but uh, like, I thought oh, maybe I can you know, mail order something, you know, get like you know some trades from a store, just keep them going. Yeah. they've had to shut down everything. They can't even mail things out right now. Yep, uh, it sucks. This is every one of my hobbies now, and it sucks. It affects me, and it. And again, my wife's like, I don't know why you're complaining. You have shelves of comics over there that you bought and you haven't read. That's not the point. I'm, you know? I'm getting even annoyed by album releases. Some, A lot of them yeah. are still coming out, but there yeah. are some like where uh, Biffy Clyro went to have a new album next yeah. month, and they went, well, we're going to delay it till September. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like, I know you want people yeah. going into the store, but just, you, you, you know, the vast majority of your sales are digital, Spotify anyway. Just yeah. throw it up there. You know, well, everyone else is right now. Yeah, just last... Donald Glover just... Uh, sneakily releasing the new childish gambino uh, overnight you yeah. know yeah he I, just wants people to listen i'm so. pretty sure just last week matt was saying oh my hockey's gone my movies are getting yeah. delayed everything stopped please don't take my comics one week later and, and it took it, it yeah. does not care <laughs> <laughs> that's I can, another I can thing cut now if, if someone just takes that little bit from him last week and then just puts the always sunny title card huh <laughs> what did it cost? <laughs> Everything. Uh, the, 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 guy, the, guy, the gang lose their comics. <laughs> yeah. um, I did see a funny uh, post on social media and it said, um, gonna watch the last part of Infinity War and then go out and pretend the snap actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've been known on, on social media when I get angry at people to going like Thanos had the right 
you know, right idea, execution wrong. I take all that back. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen me say that, mm-hmm. if this is what it was like, and it's going to affect me personally, I don't, I don't, I'll just be angry. The, fir- the first fine. couple of weeks, certainly, when they were so- trying to, like, establish what happened and try to write, yeah. reset up the world was probably like this, yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, right? So, uh, you know, where's, where's yeah. Cap? There's a... <laughs> One of the, uh, the the channels here in the UK, yeah, like ITV, the the one of the the, you know, the big three channels. Uh-huh. Yeah, the worst channel. Um, yeah. Well, the the core <laughs> channel, I agree. ITV Two uh, over here gets a lot of like Family Guy and you know the, the, you know those sorts of shows. Um, they uh, they decided to show Contagion this week. Oh so no! Think, so someone someone at there has a sense of humor. Oh wow. Oh, that's anytime I go to look for something to rent via iTunes, that's always the number one movie. I'm like, guys, not that we're living it because it's not as bad as in that movie, right? Yeah, uh, yet. <laughs> but why would you do that as as it's, someone it's with a the, nervous mind, right? Yeah. I know it's the I, most I watched thing on Letterbox this week. Yeah, uh, and I just thought, you know, the idea of a national broadcaster going, "Hey guys, we got a great idea." Yeah, yeah, no, and I love Steven Soderbergh. He's one of my favorite filmmakers, right? Uh, no, thank you right now. Yeah, not <laughs> for me. Anyway, so obviously one of the things that you may be asking yourself uh, in the face of all this is like, well, what does episode 201 of Comics from the Multiverse look like? Well, episode 201 of Comics from the Multiverse, if there's books next week, you'll get episode 201 of Comics from the Multiverse and things will go ahead as normal. However, that is less likely to happen. So what is going to happen, most likely, if there is no books at all next week, it's a crisis. Yeah, it's a, it's a crisis, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, basically, there will still be a podcast. There will still be a three of us getting together. Uh, you know, when, when this all stuff started happening, there was people asking me in stream what was going to happen and said, oh, we need, we need Matt every week. We can't, we can't not have Matt. I mean, that's not because they were dissing Connor. They get, they get Connor on other right. shows. I, I do other stuff. Yeah. Yes. I'm uh, pretty exclusive. Uh, yes. Yeah. So people were you know worried that there wasn't going to be a thing like what's going to happen uh there will be a show there will be a limited series for however long this lasts without books uh which i am calling quarantine in the multiverse and it so is essentially our convergence yes. yeah i don't you said it because <laughs> I, was, I was just like that's what it is it, it just thought of it it's exactly what it is and i'm, I'm just gonna go with it so it'll, it'll be as terrible as that so it'll still be on the main feed. It'll still be on the YouTube, all the all the usual places. Uh, but it, it won't continue the numbering. We'll be back with two hundred one whenever the books return. Uh, and what's what's going to be on the show? Obviously, me and Connor still have Patreon books. Any comics news that happens during this time will still be on there. Um, but we will take this time. Obviously, we will not be doing classic DC runs because me and Connor do that in another show. In fact, good news for that is that previously in the multiverse, at least for the, the foreseeable future, we'll be going weekly, uh, starting next week. So you get that more often. So yeah, that's good. And, and also, we don't want to commit to starting a run and then this only go on a month. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so quarantine the multiverse will just be a kind of a mixed bag of obviously talking about comics news, any Patreon books. I still actually owe uh, Tyler one from this month, American Vampire. I, I just left till next week because I figured, well, next week's going to be quiet. I'll I'll do it next week. <laughs> Disgraceful. Right. Wish, wish I could have left. Um, yeah. So stupid me in my prep that I always do before the show. <laughs> Uh, I went to click next on Diamond, not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is I want to have a look at this. Because I was going to say, uh, you know, we, we could, uh, at the end, we could tell them like what would be next week if it should next nah. week happen. 
and but like, it, nothing comes up. Yeah, I can tell you based on solicits, but that's that's the, the, the yeah. Anyway. It's all solicits, but uh, yeah. So so anyway, so so that'll be happening. Uh, as far and obviously that's not the whole show. We can't be the whole show. That's not enough. So there'll still be Q and A. Uh, we'll do questions. In fact, some of the questions that were submitted for this week, because I asked for questions, some of them I'll save for next week, but we'll ask for more. Uh, we'll also just talk about other stuff. Uh, uh, we'll talk about what movies we're watching. We'll talk about what other comics we're reading. Uh, not super spoiler, of course, because we won't be reading the same things. Uh, I'm considering maybe picking something to read, just for the sake of talking about something every week. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about movies, we'll talk about TV shows, we'll talk about whatever. We'll talk about whatever pop culture media we have been consuming. We'll catch up. We'll have essentially a shambles of a three-hour episode every week. And, and let's be honest. Three hours, Pete. Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> quarantines only last 90 minutes. Everyone knows that. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, well, I was we're consuming a lot of media right now because there's nothing else to do. Exactly. Uh, um, I was going to make the joke that, that it just becomes uh, mine and Pete's wrestling uh, show. Yeah, yeah actually, Matt, Connor. normally we cut out the wrestling thing and put it out for patrons. Yeah. Now it'll just be part of the show. That'll be a segment. Yeah. The wrestling talk will be a yeah. segment on quarantine. I yep. will be yep. having the switch at the ready. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You go play Animal Crossing like everybody else. <laughs> I, I, I do not play Animal Crossing. Paige just got it yeah. today. And she's yeah. like, overwhelmed and i'm like yeah i'm good yeah i'm not, not my sort of thing it seems like a game where you just go about regular life and i already play a game like that called regular life i think people kind of <laughs> like it right now because no one is doing regular life yeah well <laughs> but you know you, I, you go and pay to this capitalist <laughs> raccoon bastard and he yeah. gives you a mortgage i'm like this little shit yeah so no um that's another thing i've been yelled at go play video games you have them all still sitting there and i was like no, but I don't want to. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I've been just... playing Doom and the, the new, uh, the new yes. one. And luckily, it's... luckily, my Resident Evil Three that's coming out next week is still scheduled. Yep. They're still releasing video yep. games because they're mostly digital now. Yep. video games. I miss the comfort of my regular schedule. You know, I even miss work. I never thought ten days into this. I miss going and being busy at work and having my podcast. I'm so behind on all my podcasts because I only have X amount of time that I'm doing stuff around the house. Um, it, it's not the, you know, hours that I have to burn at work. So, yeah, uh, I, like, like, uh, Paige was, she was supposed to have two weeks leave now. Anyway, she was supposed yeah. to do Monday to Thursday and then have two weeks off. <laughs> and they phoned her on Sunday and went, you know, what? Don't, don't bother coming in this week. You know, just take the extra four days. Just you'll be on standby. So mm-hmm. if we need you, we'll phone you. So just be available. Uh, right. Obviously, they didn't. They phoned her on like on Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday and went. Uh, so when your leave finishes, you've got like another two weeks. Yeah, just just don't bother. Just don't come, don't come back till May. And she just just dropped. She's like, what? what? What am I supposed to do for like six? Because it's six weeks then immediately right. just like that. And she's like, right. I feel like I'm unemployed. Mm. Yeah, but she, you know, dad and my brother, my brother in Hawaii got laid off. Uh, they're shutting down the hotel. They're at Skeleton Crew, um, yeah. and so he's laid off till at least June, and then they might not even bring them all back, which, yeah, don't, don't you love business? Yeah, Ugh. I think I am officially, should I get that, you know, that, that 80% thing I was talking yep. about is, is officially we get furloughed, so we are officially let go from the company, but on yep. reserve, and then they can bring us back. Yeah. Uh, so technically I will be kind of unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Should that happen? They said that'll be for a minimum of three weeks. Should that happen, but likely will be yeah. longer. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not expecting the world to be back to normal until at least mid late well, summer now. Well, here's the thing: I work in an airport, so 
as soon as international travel is going again, I will be yeah. back at work. The problem is they don't know when that'll be. At the minute, uh, yeah. like the airline that, that Paige works for is saying, well, we think May or maybe June, but God yeah. Knows. Well, yeah. the, the governor here in Nevada is, uh, is shooting for 30 days. If they can get, you know, things, you know, right in the back, we might be able to start things again. Uh, but we're a heavy tourist city, right? So we might be back to normal, but that's not to say, you know, that's the casinos, like, the and, hotels. Yeah. You know. and, and and for us, so. you know, I was saying they're like, oh, you know, they're going, oh, we could be flying again by May. It's like, yeah, that's, that's all well and good, but. I'm not most, getting on a plane most for a of long our travel time. from most of our travel from my airport is to mainland Europe. Right. And it's are they going to let us or not by May? Right. <laughs> because who knows? Right, right. So yeah, I, I there's no way you can get me on a boat right now for yeah. a very long time. No way you can get me on an airplane. That said, once this all blows over, I am heading to California to go to the beach. And, once uh, they're all reopened. Okay. You are yeah. not the only one. There is no. going to be a flood of people getting yes. away as soon as yep, they're available yep. well they all the city of la locked down all their hiking trails and everything because people still aren't staying at home yeah um, yeah so like, uh, snowden had its like yeah. busiest uh, uh like uh day ever in like years like yeah. last tuesday like which was like day one of the, of, of right. the lockdown here and it was like yeah okay bunch of idiots mm-hmm so but yeah, I am definitely heading to Ventura, so um, just to go do nothing but sit at the beach and enjoy that while while I can. Um, but yeah, this is this sucks and I hate it. Baseball was supposed to start on Thursday. Hockey's paused. Like, ugh, it sucks. We haven't even got Eurovision anymore. Yeah. Oh, boo hoo! What a shame. <laughs> What a shame. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I. It's just times are weird. It's going to be weird for a uh-huh. while. Um, and what's what's funny is I've been saying this all week, but that some some of the things we're not actually going to feel the effect of. TV is a thing where it feels normal just now for the most part, but in a couple yeah. of months' time, when all the cable shows and streaming shows that were finished have now mm-hmm. ran their course. We're going to ha- so we may actually start be getting back to normal with everything else, but that'll be when the gap yeah. for TV kicks in <laughs> because nothing's yeah, like, ready uh, to go. I know with the the CW shows, they actually said, "Yeah, we've got like we can run the Flash uninterrupted till late May, but we can't quite finish the season." <laughs> wow! Uh, so they're gonna just like we'll, we'll finish the season later in the year. Uh, like this is so sure. weird. Sure. Yeah, basically, I mean, if that's the case with the with those CW shows, I imagine essentially the next season will start with the finale of the previous season, then season I, whatever will start the week after. Yeah. <laughs> they actually delayed Stargirl because of it. So I think right. Stargirl's all finished for DC Universe. I assume that's how they're working. Yeah. They've got the whole thing done. Um, but obviously they, they've got a weird agreement where they're airing on CW the day after. So Flash is running up till like May 21st or something like that. And then the, you know, the week after Stargirl starting in the same slot. Um, I think Stargirl was meant to start that week of the 21st, but they've just gone, just push it back a week. We need the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That said, Disney Plus had a movie called Stargirl premiere, and I got very confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I kept seeing Disney Plus Stargirl, and then I went to, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> not at all. Do you know? So I actually looked through the entire catalog of Disney Plus this week to see if there was any yes, reason. I know. 
if there was any reason at all for me to even consider you're terrible that's fine right none of it none like there's a couple of old tv shows that are like oh that's mildly nostalgic or whatever but like there is nothing there for me it is like you ever watch gargoyles no uh you'd love gargoyles he's just a terrible person (laughs) it's very it's very comic booky and that's why i love it they, um, they, they, they're they a bit weird with the, the launch over here. They're staggering yeah. the release of The Mandalorian for some reason. Yeah. Because they can. And and Clone Wars, which is weird. Yeah. It's they have, well, because they want people to stay after the week's free trial, so they have to... I right. know, I know. Like, right. it's, so Mandalorian, they're doing the exact same release that, that, that was originally. So it was like two on the right. Tuesday, one on the Friday, and then weekly right. from there. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars, they're doing slightly different, where they did two on the Tuesday two yeah. again the friday and they're doing two every week now until they catch up and then it's just you know weekly with for the last like probably two or three by that point but i mean at least we'll get to watch the last one at the same time yeah that's cool i'm i'm waiting for all the clone wars to air so i can just watch them all not have to wait so Good choice. i waited this long yeah i waited this long it's fine you know yeah. what i mean it's not like it's not like the mandalorian where i'm like i need to know plus i've already seen the first arc at celebration yeah, years ago, I, I, it was I unfinished. Watched celebrations as well. Yeah, it's so, so good though. Yeah, it I is. Love the right, all right, all right, all right. We're not in quarantine um, yet. But anyways, right. anyways, I say that to defend Disney Plus, and then I realize I haven't really watched much Disney Plus since they put Frozen Two on there. So um, I've, I've been watching Simpsons. I started watching. Yeah, that. yeah, Simpsons. Uh, Connor, I would I would recommend the Imagineering story if they're airing. Uh, what if, is I that? can't remember. So it's basically the the story of Disneyland and all the parks. Uh, it's like ultra, ultra propaganda. Not ultra propaganda. It's actually they they get a lot into the weeds more than you think they would. Um, it gets a little awkward when China gets involved. Um, Engineering. Sorry. It, okay. I'm adding it yeah, to the watch it's, list. So if you've ever watched like Modern Marvels or anything, um, you just get an appreciation of how much work goes into this type of stuff. Oh, just uh, the two episodes. Um, there should be six, so they're probably releasing them like they did. Must be, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, but no, it's, I, I recommend that one too. So yeah, if you guys have a, if you want to take Dis- Disney Plus, hit me up on Twitter. We can talk Disney. It is one of my things. Another thing that is ripped away, and I'm so glad I got to go. I was telling Ashley, good thing we went on Super Bowl Sunday to ride Rise of the Resistance, because if we didn't, I'd be pissed right now. You know. So yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So someone responded to me saying, "Hey, they may add the the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer soon to Disney mm-hmm. Plus," and I'm like, "I have it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I already have it. I can't it. wait That's till it. they do the proper remasters and make it exclusive yeah. to Disney Plus." Yeah, yeah. Or see, they could throw that up on Hulu too. I I you would know. rather like. Honestly, like, I I would care enough about that that I would rather just buy them digitally if they're available to buy on like Amazon rather than get Disney Plus. What, what part of the word exclusive did did you not get? Why did I make it exclusive? <laughs> they want to recoup their costs. Uh, yeah, costs a lot to remaster yeah, stuff sign, to that sign level. Sign up is how they do that these days. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I, comics, huh? <laughs> well, we got questions. It's episode two hundred. Oh, questions! Yeah, we got questions. Now, yeah. I'm not doing all the questions we got. I won't necessarily do all the ones we got next week either. But 
Uh, but I will be asking for more questions. Uh, obviously, every so often we'll get something similar to something I've been asked before, so I'll skip those and other things. But um, it is episode 200. Uh, this is 200 episodes of this this shambles that, that we started back when Rebirth began. Uh, so I'm going to go through a few questions here. A couple from Twitter, a couple from emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, so I'll start with one. Uh, so most most of the ones I want to ask today are f- uh, specifically kind of about the show and about being 200 episodes. This first one is more about what's going on right now, though. So uh, at Carthanis, uh, how do you hope the industry will change or grow with recent events? I really hope they start tracking and talking about digital sales. I find it insane that an industry that complains about not selling enough doesn't track all of their sales. Uh, thanks for a great podcast. I think... First things first, they do track them internally. They just don't release them publicly. Right. Yes. Say Netflix. Netflix always knows how much people are watching their yeah, stuff. Well, I mean, if it's just Netflix, that just goes for all mm-hmm. almost everything that is released digitally. They like to keep their, the sales figure secret because they can. They don't have to tell us. Right. Um, right. And and the only time that it's really clear is if there is a book that has particularly low print numbers but survives long past what you would expect. That's because it's doing well digitally. Uh, right. Nine times out of ten. And. Uh, those are the only times really <laughs> looking at you yeah, yeah i'm thinking like, um, one of the classic examples was uh the the miss marvel book um yeah that had like really low numbers for a long time but its digital sales were by all accounts uh astounding because it tends to be books that hit a completely different market that aren't hitting people who are in comic stores at all but uh really resonate with people somewhere you know somewhere else mm-hmm. it's hitting these digital uh sales because of that because of the accessibility of it um but I don't think that will actually change because of this if they stop doing digital sales at the minute anyway. So there's no there's no reason for them to go, well, you know, we have to bank on, you know, judge things off of purely digital sales right now. Uh, so I, I don't see that changing. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, from what I understand, uh, the, the diamond system is very, very flawed. And I yeah. can see that kind of changing. Um not, not that it would all go in-house or whatever, but I can definitely see other distributors kind of popping up. Well, yeah, this, this is the thing. Like The last time one of the major companies tried to self-distribute, well, yeah. Marvel nearly collapsed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not as easy as just saying, well, just do it themselves. No, it no, no, but I, I can definitely see other companies rising up and trying to take that challenge and trying to... Because it is kind of silly in, in this day and age that we only have one you know, that's kind of... I don't know if it's a monopoly or not. Oh, it is. It is yeah. yeah. Right. I, sadly, I don't think much will change. Honestly, the only changes that I sadly see is that there'll be less comic book stores because a lot of them are not going to survive. That is the sad truth yeah. of the matter is that that's all I can really see changing, unfortunately. But Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. that's something I hope for, but it's probably what's going to happen. Uh, another question from Twitter here from at Booster Green. Well, I can't believe 200. I remember anxiously waiting the drop of episode 52. Man, yeah, that feels like yesterday. It's weird that time has moved so fast. Uh, my question, what are your top five favorite moments from the show? Now, I'm going to alter that to just say, what are your favorite moments? Because I don't know if all of us can think of five. <laughs> yeah, specifically. I know. I can barely remember what happened last week. Me, me too. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you one that I know you both like, was me not recognizing yeah. Starfire that one time. Yeah, that was fun. That was classic. Um, yeah. me flipping out that they left Connor Kent out <laughs> yes. there's one I was literally going who for the next like 50 episodes because of that yeah. <laughs> I, how the Connor Kent exists um, 
Trying to think what else. <laughs> Uh, Connor having to read Red Hood is still good because he did that to himself. I'm going to keep going until, you know, the end of the story. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then David uh, quit. And the I, great I, thing is, I learned my lesson. Yeah. He's going to catch up. David's going to have him catch up now because it's not been yep. published. So he's going to get caught up with the current issue um, and then think of something else for me to read should he catch up until the Red right? Hood comes back. So that's super exciting. David, there is another volume that started in uh, New 52. <laughs> <laughs> hey, although Tynan ends up writing part of that. I'll read Tynan cool. part. Yeah, I just jumped into those. Um, but yeah, because of this type of uh, show it is, I, it's easier for me to remember 1.21 moments mm-hmm. because of the movies and the way that we covered stuff and, and whatnot. Here, because it's so, uh, you know, review-heavy, uh, on that, it's hard. It's so, it's so sequential. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I remember books to stand out. Remembering moments yeah. from the show that stand out is a bit harder. Yeah. Uh, as as I say to to many people, whenever they ask me to remember something that was even just a you know a couple of days ago, eh, I've slept since then. What do you want from me? Yep. Yeah. This is a uh, the most boring answer. To... I, I, my <laughs> brain does a soft reset every night, and it's just like, anything that wasn't important gets purged. And clearly, no, you guys good, are just not that important. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I mean, you know, it's funny though. Is my mother in law is always like, "How do you remember that conversation that everybody had in San Diego four years ago?" Uh, I don't know, but I can't tell you what I had for dinner last night. Sometimes, so mm. it, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> I get that. I get uh, yeah, uh, nothing else is immediately springing to mm-hmm. mind. But yeah, Star actually, no, pretty good. actually no, I do have one. I have one. Uh, Matt whipping out as we learned in Interstellar. There you go. That's a that's a favorite. Yeah, was that on the show? I think it, I think that yeah. was on the show. It was because it was about time dilation and relativity and and time. You know. See, I, yeah. I remember all of that as a, in concept and it coming about. For some reason, I I thought it was on a movie review, but. I mean, it's more likely to be this because this is where we're all together. I mean, I know yeah. we've done a couple of movie reviews of the three of us in the last couple of years, but not many. Um, no. I don't remember that anywhere that would come up, the movie that we all did together, because it's usually a comic book movie, right? Yeah. So. And Connor stopped think... seeing them at one point, so. Yeah. Outside of DC yeah, I, I went like a year without seeing a comic book movie in the cinema. Yeah. Kind of nice, to be honest with you. Uh, um, no, I, 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 I can tell you some of my not favorites. Uh, Connor complained about a cross disappearing in a panel. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was fun. Stupid moments like that. That was fun. Maybe Janet needs to draw better. <laughs> oh, the severity of that play. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Myself, seriously, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, maybe that's just something we should ask for last week as people said it. Uh, we could do this for next week, actually. If anyone has a favorite moment, uh, instead of sending a question for next week, if you want to just like tell us one of your moments that you like from the show, uh, and we could read out some of those next week, that'd also be a fun thing to do, I think. Uh, especially if it's stuff that we've all forgotten because our memories are terrible as we're clearly yeah. displaying right now. Uh, but yes so that is cool uh some questions from emails though got a couple here which i think are worth doing uh one from talking superman Ooh. or adam as uh as his name is here uh so hey comes from the multiverse in the elevator story pitch style of it's blank meets blank how would you pitch a story combining dc property from a with a classic movie show or book example so it's batman meets animal farm 
that's an interesting one. Uh, congratulations on 200 episodes. You guys rule. Some of the only people to make me laugh and think about better Earths in the multiverse while working through a pandemic. Here's to like 15 to 20 more episodes. Uh, That's very specific, that uh, amount. Uh, <laughs> I think he shorted us. Yeah. I, I've looked a lot at, at, at finance now just because I'm bored and I've learned <laughs> what an actual shorting is. That's where you bet against. I think he just shorted us. Yeah, I feel like most most usually when someone has a milestone episode like this, they'll say, "Oh, here's to two hundred more." You know, it'll be it'll be yeah, what, it'll I, be, I, I feel like 20. maybe he was being really generous and going, "Well, yeah. maybe in the current world situation, you'll get another fifteen more episodes before the comics industry completely collapses." Yeah, that's true. Or maybe he's expecting Connor to die. I mean, I, I, that's that's a possibility. I'm just gonna put out there, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's no Just put it out there. I'm actually relatively healthy, but no, <laughs> it goes the other way. <laughs> um, uh, but as for the question, yeah, uh, part of this, uh, I got one easy. Okay, oh, on then. It, it's uh, Green Lantern meets Hearts of Darkness, right? One of the Green Lanterns has to go into unknown space to retrieve another lantern, right? Who's gone native. Like that's probably a bit of story already, but like, man, give 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 me that one. So you, mean apo- that. so you mean Apocalypse Now is what you really mean? Now. Yeah, but heart, but heart of darkness is what Apocalypse Now was based on. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. That's got class, did you know, Pete? Thanks. Yeah, I don't remember oh, that the book was so. To, to me, Heart of Darkness was so hard to read too. To me, Hearts of Darkness oh, is, the, is the name of the making of documentary because yeah. it was such a nightmare oh, heart, film. Yeah, yeah. Heart of Darkness is the original book that was based on joseph conrad oh, oh there you go very, very classy yep, man yep. very classy thank you uh on the complete opposite end of the, the spectrum mm-hmm. and just you know something that i think would be fun i would do like you know i'll take like a a constantine hellblazer story but in the style of like an oceans movie just him doing a a magic heist yeah you know you can get his crew you know like zatanna and you know a few of the others is like a bit of a crew and that could mm-hmm. be fun yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would put Kite Man in a Final Destination movie. <laughs> okay. Kind of evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just <laughs> like the idea of someone who's a sillier character having to deal with the fact that people keep dying miraculously around them. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Kite Man, Kite Man's in the, uh, the Harley Quinn show on DC Universe and is absolutely delightful I, I was well aware thank you very much i knew he was but in that ev- everything he does there with because uh, he has like a relationship with ivy in it and it's fantastic and i'm this close to subscribing just to, so i can Matt, watch the i honestly series. think you'd love the, the harley quinn show just for ivy's portrayal. maybe that's what i've been hoping but, but i'm also meaning batman animated series uh, uh yeah i got the blue that. But. yeah I, watch. I mean i have batman beyond on on dvd somewhere in my garage but, um, Matt, just watch Doom Patrol. Even Tim's watched Doom Patrol now and loves yeah, it. Yeah, no, but yeah, you guys want me to, therefore I'm not going to do it. Matt, watch Swamp Thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, ooh, what can I do? A horror, a horror, old horror movie Swamp Thing. Like, uh, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, you could fit him in it. I mean, you could... I mean... Jason's at a camp usually. You could do something where maybe like Freddy V's Jason Swamp Thing shows up to like stop them from fighting and like save everyone. I don't know. I He's just could... gone straight into crossover rather yeah. than inspired by. Yeah. That's I true. Okay. Classic yeah. movies, right? I thought that... they were supposed to be classics too. 
Um, That's true, yeah. Well, I mean, it says class. I mean, yeah, but Animal Farm is not classic. The video game example is not a classic. I guess so. Yeah. I suppose, yes, I'm doing crossovers rather than actually a new thing just with... Because this is, you know, the, the elevator pitch. So yes. It's, you know, it's, it's this, yeah. and this, but that. What can I do with Superman? That's not, not just straight sci-fi. I always wanted to see a Superman, like, Wizard of Oz kind of story because he is from Kansas, you know? Right, and you can I like have. That that's the only link, but I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. Let's do right. it. Right, <laughs> you know, crypto. You have Toto. I mean, you could do a Supergirl as well if you really wanted to. Um, but I've always had that idea, kind of messing around in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the classic. You know, uh, I... Oh like man, Lex. Luther. I guess that's kind of the Lex Luthor, the Luther book that Azrello did. But uh, Citizen Kane, Lex Luthor, do do that story, mm. where it's but you do it from the I, that it is Lex's own propaganda, right? And so it's this you know how he came from nothing and became the billionaire of Metropolis, um, and then you have you have Lois uncovering the actual truth. Yeah, that kind that, of is that as a relevant book in a lot of ways. Yeah, kind of isn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, the it's Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but you you do a heavy propaganda first, you know. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, that'd be I, I'm thinking Damian Wayne. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. Oh. Whiplash, and and you know, and and you got you've got Bruce as uh, as yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. I mean, that's already All Star Batman and Robin, right? With Dick. Though. Yeah, but I want it good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the key key thing. <laughs> Super Sons in Home Alone. And someone's trying to break into the Batcave. <laughs> Damien cripples one of them. <laughs> That's how, if, you, if, you, if you just pretend it's a little bit earlier, Damien, he's yeah. you know, crippling, you know, they're getting off lightly. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else What else is there? Uh, Flash, or you do Flash. Uh, there's not too much you could do. What what kind of Hitchcock movie could you do with these superheroes? I mean, uh, I'm sure there's there's a Batman noir style or or like a Rear Window. Um, kind of kind of you know, superheroes kind of make those movies not work, right? You'd have to who who would be stuck inside to do Rear Window yeah. essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, if his concept meets whatever other concept, yeah. I mean, like, what, what would like Rear Window meet Screen Lantern be? Would it just be the plot of Rear Window, but in like another planet in space, or would it be? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. Well, I mean, I, you could do it with Batman for whatever reason. He's stuck, and he only has access to to the Bat computer, right? And he's he's stuck and he's trying to manage. Well, yeah, you can do it as rather than have a window, he's got all like the CCTV yeah. and stuff. Well, right. sure, surely you kind of do it with Oracle then, right? You do a rear window yeah, with Oracle. There you go. There you go. There you go. How have no one's done that yet? <laughs> hey, edit that out. That's ours. Keep that. <laughs> oh man, early early Oracle. She's you know upset because she can't. You know she feels she's not herself. She's confined to the chair, and then this is her first like adventures Oracle. 
And she learns she's just as useful, if not even more so now. So this is kind of Oracle year one, essentially. Yeah, basically. Or, or you could do Rewindle meets Jessica Cruz. So she's not, it's yeah. not, it's not that she's injured. Sorry. It's that she's right. too scared to she leave the house. Yeah. yeah. And this is kind and of then, why the ring went to her, right? Like, mm. eventually. It, I obviously the big moment at the end of that is her realizing she has to stop. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is. So she'll, she'll leave the house finally to save right. someone. Yeah. yeah no, That's no, her no. sister. Yeah, yeah, um, shoot. Trying to think of some others. I mean, you could do a booster gold something. There, or it's a parody. You know, him and Skeets and Casablanca. <laughs> uh, seven samurai meets seven not too powered. Uh, like you know, I'm thinking like Deathstroke. I'm thinking like characters who are fighters. Yeah. Uh, but what? No, it's it's seven samurai meets Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Six squad, yeah, yeah. supposed to be a putting that. I mean, that's magnificent seven, though, isn't it? <laughs> How dare you, you philistine! I, I take back everything I said about Matt being classy. Yeah, I'm just saying though, isn't like like that's like suicide it takes all the good stuff and uh, you know that Kurosawa did in Seven Samurai, you know, and and makes it easily, you know, it's not good at all like don't get me wrong it's fine it's not seven samurai no but it's it's not bad but it's not seven samurai no that's what i'm saying but isn't that already kind of like what that would be take seven samurai and add uh unless you're actually gonna if you do make it a period piece with those type of characters like you know they did the the uh, the manga over oh, at yeah, Marvel. but it would, it would be like present day with like modern assassins and stuff, right? So yeah, that's very different. Just like from... Them having to defend yeah. people because they kind of you know because they had code of honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Cheshire in there. Get me. You can you can play this as a Suicide Squad mission where they're yeah. being sent in to defend an objective. Yeah, get the wild card. I don't know if you can trust him. In this case, it'd be King Shark. It's always King Shark. It's always King Shark. It's yeah. always King Shark. He, he goes rogue. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh, I thought I'll do for that one. And then the other email question that I definitely wanted to get to, uh, this is from Emil Keldy. Hey, guys. Happy 200th episode. None of my friends care for comics or read them, but this podcast really changed that. Over the last 6 to 12 months, I've been going through every episode, and over the course of the binge, I feel like I've gotten three friends I can hang out with weekly and just sit down and talk comics with. So I just wanted to say thank you for that and ask two questions. Uh, the first takes us back to the start of the podcast. With the gift of hindsight, how would you guys change Rebirth? Should there have been more or less crossovers? Did Doomsday Clock have enough impact? Did the whole thing feel coherent enough? Uh, what worked and what didn't? Uh, so I'll stop there, and we'll just mm-hmm. tackle that one. Uh, just uh, before we get to the actual questions, just the bit at the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is worth noting that, that us three kind of you know came together originally because of listening to a previous you know, podcast that was comic book related. So it kind of you know essentially kind of how we all became friends in the first place. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is the weird thing. Like, obviously, everything that gets started like this and. In comics, cast a sort of end, and it 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 tends never to have a definitive ending. And Rebirth was kind of the same way, where I was still referred to a lot of up until the end of Doomsday Clock as the Rebirth era. But technically speaking, a lot of books had kind of moved on from what the Rebirth version was before that. Yeah, Supergirl. It's, it's interesting right? where like 
you, you've got books still going on, like uh, like Flash, which I still consider to be a Rebirth book because it's still yeah. mm -hmm. sure. While well, the story of Rebirth is finished, it's still the same run. It's still going. Yeah. It's still telling that same story for well, better or for worse. And you know what's weird though is now that Tynan's doing Batman and uh, and with what Kasoshi doing in Batgirl, whether I like that or not, there is a sense that it's the same Gotham where I never got that in Tom King's at all. Despite no, and there's a the weird button. kind of symmetry in that. Still yeah. feeling like we're in that same rebirth era of yeah. Tynan on Batman. Obviously, we started this with him yeah. on Detective. It's not mm -hmm. that big a leap from where yeah. we started. Like him, like like Bruce going through. It's kind of like uh, the the Star Trek, the Abrams ones, where all the stuff had to have happened to make the the, the Abrams Star Trek continuity happen. And I feel the same with King, but I almost feel like King's is outside of time and and space, you know. Because, like, we had Bane hang the Robins, and there was never any, you know what I mean, right? Like, never any blowback in any of the other books. So I kind of like now that Tynan's, you know, I don't know if that's an editorial mandate or whatever, but, like, Bab's bringing that up, that Bruce is changing Gotham way too quick. You know, I, I, I like that there's that that bridge there. It feels like it's the same place. Uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, anything... Like... Yeah, I would have made it just a little bit more coherent, especially as it went on, mm -hmm. where it would have built up to Doomsday Clock, and Doomsday Clock would have been the definitive finale to Rebirth. Right. Uh, and it would, there wouldn't be any of this murkiness of because things have been delayed, and, you know, really, you know when John said that he and Frank wanted to basically finish the book, or at least get much further before they started mm -hmm. releasing it, I wish they'd done that. I wish it had... Because yeah. what essentially yeah. happened as a result is that it started, you know, being longer and longer between issues, and no one was sure, and... Like, if they just planned for what com it coming out when it came out, we wouldn't have had this weird thing where they'd kind of moved on past the Rebirth era. And that's it. And you can't blame the other books for doing stuff because you can't no. hold back everything waiting for Doomsday Clock. Well, and it's funny. And I can't blame, I was... I can't blame Doomsday Clock either. I, I blame the people at the top who made that Which, choice to not... Whichever person made the call to say, no, 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 you're putting it out in November. And so I think they right. wanted to wait till May originally. Mm -hmm. Right. Give them that lead time and stuff. Well, it's funny. It's like, and as petty as I want to be with Snyder and how much his Justice League run seemed to be the the skeleton of what was going forward the year, the villain stuff. I don't blame him for wanting to tell a different kind of story. I blame DC for the presentation and execution it's, of that. It's essentially it's, it's editorial for letting them both tell the yeah, story rather exactly. than them wanting to because they're, they're storytellers because they want yeah, to. Yeah, and like Snyder, and again, I don't know if it's because I've met him a couple times and he's a really nice and sincere mm -hmm. guy that I don't feel like he's out there like, I'm going to screw John's over on this one. Oh, like, yeah. It's not his place anymore. It's like, no, I, I decided to tell this Justice League story and it changed the framework and I'm playing with the multiverse. And yeah, I think, you know, thing where we, we kept thinking, right, it's good. You know, Doomsday Club by the end, that'll reestablish the Legion and the JSA. Right. And those things kind of happened separately adjacent right. to that at this near right. the end of that we're, story we're still kind of getting that right with the with bendis and and whatnot and we had that show up in in the ending and the whole metaverse and whatnot i think that that's the greatest thing that come out of that right was if, if all rebirth was going to lead to was the metaverse and a new way for dc to tell stories that's worth it to me you know, I'm I'm kind of okay with the the bumps and the the cracks. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I I would have liked a more definitive kind of like coherent ending to it. But I mean, 
Like, yeah. That I mean, might I, have been a little bit wishful thinking. But, but, but honestly, like, if you're asking what I would change about Rebirth itself, because for the most part, what I would change is the stuff that came after. I would change this Rick Grayson box. I would change what they did yep. to Wally West after we got to Flash 50 and Flash Because Flash War, I really liked. It was just everything after yeah. that with Wally that I didn't like. But if you're asking me what I would change with Rebirth itself, I mean, the Justice League book sucked. Like, a better Justice League book would have been a wiser mm-hmm. choice. Or I'd rather not have had one than have the weird, crappy one we had at the start. Yeah. And then the second crappy one that we got. The second crappy one? Orlando's JLA. Oh, JLA. JLA. Yeah, yeah, sure. Which we, we don't even think about anymore. Yeah, no one. No, no. I've it it, it, <laughs> gone from. Like, you, you two literally just forgot about it there, even with my prompting. No, yeah. I, I did, but when you said the other one, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're talking about Snyder's. Cause no, I, I was thinking about Priest. I was like, you mean Priest? We're going to hate that. <laughs> yeah. no. No, no, no. Um, the other Justice League book, not the other run. Yeah. I almost wish more came out of the Justice League versus Suicide Squad because that felt like a, a type of event that like, I liked. And then the only thing that came out of it was Orlando's JLA. But like what it did with Max Lord and, and, I and all this really other. I really liked the idea of what they did there with playing yeah. with the event as let's just do a six issue, yep. six week thing, blast it out. It'll be a proper you know summer event, essentially. Yeah. And just, you know, tell that story, get in, get out. And Except just, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like December time, but yeah, other than that. No, no, I meant yeah. in the feeling. Not, I'm not, yeah. I didn't mean in terms of when it came out. I just meant it has yeah. that feeling of, oh, yeah, you're, you're um, a summer event, you're a big blockbuster, get in, get yeah. out. No, it's just I, funny I, to I me that you said that, and it was like literally the opposite part of the year. I, I, I know, I know. I, I would have kept a, a Green Lantern book and let, you know, Morrison do his own thing, but, you know, not... Oh, that's after Rebirth. I, I wouldn't even say that's part of Rebirth, no, though. No, it's so... Con- conflicting because i would still yeah i still think of us as in the rebirth era Me like too. right now yeah. uh, until the next change comes along this is rebirth well yeah so, fi- 5g was going to be the next era right that was right. it was and but even until you know okay we're probably not in 5g right now but even if this goes on another two or three years with completely different runs and there'll be nothing yeah. that was the same as where we started rebirth I will still look back at this collectively as the Rebirth era. Yeah, I will too. To me, even though technically Rebirth's been done for a while, this is still the Rebirth. Until there's a new era that starts and definitively this is this era now, this is still the Rebirth era to me. Right, because we had two solid Green Lantern books, right? Uh, And then we went just to the one. I think that was a mistake. It's great to have Far Sector. Like, that's a fun Green Lantern story, Mm -hmm. but for a while there... You just want a traditional Green Lantern story. Yeah, I want... want Cops yeah. in space, you know. I, I say that as someone who enjoys, you know, Morrison and Sharp's Green Lantern. Play. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that book. I think it's really good. There's room for both. Yeah, and this, yeah. Is, this is getting away from the question though, because this is again, this is current stuff. But this question is really about rebirth, as in those first two years. Uh, okay, in terms of um, more or less crossovers, I actually think the crossovers started off really well because we mm-hmm. got we had Monster Men fairly early, which wasn't too yeah. intrusive. Um, I think uh, also I should point out the double shipping actually really benefited these crossovers because it didn't feel yeah. like they were taken away from the books for so too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, double shipping, even though it did obviously hurt the art because they couldn't keep the same artist on books, yeah. uh, it did help the pace of the stories for a lot of those books, which was nice. Um, it's, yeah, it's it helped us the pacing. It really helped with crossovers and you know, yeah. we talked about you know, the weekly event there. I think overall, I would prefer not to have it and would rather have consistent art. I, I I think I'm a mix. I think a little of column A, a little of column B, which is kind of where we're at now, I suppose, uh, is maybe yeah. what works. Well, I mean, how many books are double shipping still? You, you have but Batman, four? you have Flash. Batman, yeah, Flash, Justice League, Wonder Woman, yeah. and I think that's it. 
Yeah, one. so I mean that, that's pretty pretty attainable. I do like too that Rebirth and I mean this is almost more New Fifty Two. They got them over the renumbering, right? So so now we had when when Bendis came in, and they renumbered Superman, uh, but they kept Action the same, right? I don't think they would have done that normally. Okay, so the idea that we don't need a yeah. blanket statement of everything no. resets, you know, we right. can kind of leave action and detective alone and reset mm-hmm. other things as and when. Yep. You mm. know, and so I, I fully uh, like, will they do that with flash now because they renumbered to legacy numbering? Probably not, but had they kept it up, I could have seen them doing that with flash once Williams is done. A, this is what I was saying when, when we talked about those legacy numberings, yeah. it really annoys me that we've got a new run starting on wonder woman in June. It's going to be seven, six something maybe if, i'll, if uh, I'll love it i'll love it no i know i you know you love it but it's terrible for new people who yeah should the comic shops be open in june yeah. well, i've had this before we're not doing this again i know but they, yeah. they go into the comic shop for the first time in june they're like support local businesses we'll get in there yeah. Wonder Woman we're not doing this again no, great but no but that's fine again. but then but then a good shot connor will be like here here's the first issue you want tanaki's wonder woman here's the first issue and they'll make a big deal about it that that comes down to the shop you know what i mean they want to showcase it or not. Um, so, although that might end up working out for Tamaki because the closer it gets to 88 or um, 84, I don't know why I said 88. Um, the movie. Just the movie. Be, <laughs> the movie. Thank you. I think the better, you know, you can you can bank off of that. So, yeah. in fact, that got pushed to August, right? If something happens and these books don't come out till later, I think that helps Tamaki out. I'm, I'm okay if we just skip the last few of Orlando's issues and just jump straight. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but no, but so yeah, I definitely like that idea that they weren't so like they could feel the need to with Rebirth through New 52. It was fine if, if we do a new volume, you know, um, which makes things easier, makes trades easier, makes it more yeah. accessible. So I do like that. Um, things I would change though, I'm not... not to outside of like, and, and double shipping as well. No, I wouldn't have double shipped as many things as they did. Yeah, I would have cut back on that and had more consistent art. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I definitely felt that, especially after we got past the first arc where it felt like they'd had some lead time on most of the books and we could get mm-hmm. through an arc, maybe maybe seven or eight issues in the case of Flash yeah. with the same artist. Then after that, it was like I remember, yeah, Giudomenico was a, a workhorse for those first like eight issues, and then yeah. And then you could tell when it wasn't Gia Domenico anymore. I think there's a couple of the smaller books that, like, were basically kind of DOA in terms of interest because they just didn't give them the attention they, they, they needed. Like, yeah. something like Cyborg where, like, we, we were hopeful going into that, oh, maybe this will be, like, the, the, the Cyborg story that really sells it on Cyborg. Mm-hmm. They'll do this great story about, you know, him being part man, part machine. They'll really get into it and it'll be this interesting thing. And I just feel like every other Cyborg story I'd ever tried to read and there was nothing yep. interesting about it. Uh and sometimes it kind of feels that way where they do these big launches but there's like you know x number of new books and there's always a portion that are just kind of there to fill up the numbers and just be yeah because we expect more of those characters so here's more of those right books and well and now you you tell that teen titans they had an idea kind of what they wanted to do going forward and then i feel kind of when they knew bendis was coming and he was going to do the wonder comics thing Mm -hmm. they kind of just let you know the damien team take over and now we're getting some of those characters popping up in young justice you know and almost as like young justice now is making teen titans redundant 
you know. So I wish a little bit more planning, like making it more distinct. Oh, hold on. What characters have popped up in Young Justice from that? Um, you had um, Aqualad, right? He wasn't on Damien's team, though, was he? Yeah, early on. Oh, you, right? oh, you mean back, oh, back when Percy was writing yeah. I, I, I thought yeah. you meant the new characters from no, the, the newer yeah, no, run. No, but the, yeah, no, but I'm talking... Like, you're talking about books that were just there to fill stuff out. You could almost say that with Teen Titans, but then you had all these characters, and then it felt like once they knew Bendis wanted to do stuff for the young heroes, they just kind of... Because what I was going to say know? there that I think is really noticeable yeah. is all these characters are popping up in Young Justice, but notably none of the yeah. characters from the Teen Titans no, book are Teen showing Titans. up, right. which, is, which is kind of weird when you think about it that yep. every other young hero is popping up in that book right. except that one book. It's right. kind of weird. And that's what I'm saying. But... It, makes it, it makes it feel a little redundant, and I wish they had handled that a little bit better because Teen Titans is a brand, right? Like, Well, these, are, se- these are separate things, though, because you're talking about Teen Titans at the start of Rebirth. I'm talking about Teen Titans right. now uh, alongside right. Young Justice, but... Yeah, I think it's interesting. Pete, you're saying you know, it feels like there's a lot of books dead in arrival. I think there, there was, but it didn't feel as bad because obviously the last time we had a relaunch, you know, the new Fifty Two, there was there was fifty two books at once, and it was like yeah. so, you know, so much just sorting through the shit immediately. And of course, there was stuff dead in arrival because they can't market fifty two books at once. Whereas with Rebirth, there was probably in the twenty to thirty range from memory, and it was. There were some books, sure, that didn't get the attention. Oh, the percentage—the percentage was better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it wasn't a more. I, I, Rebirth was far more successful for me personally than New Fifty Two was, but there yep. was still definitely some dead weight. There was still definitely a few oh, books that sure. just um, were basically nothing from the get-go. I think that's always going to be the case, and and I don't think that's more. You know, you're, you're saying oh, the, because we've got to try these. You know, we've got to have these books for these characters. I think a lot of it is just they're, they're willing to just try and let people have all right you, you want to do a smaller story with some character mm-hmm. we've got enough that we, we can spare a book here or there that if it doesn't if it doesn't succeed doesn't make any money no big deal yeah. you go ahead and try it and they just oh. they'll just run the risk on it well it's funny like when new 52 they definitely learned right because new 52 you had them trying to force the wildstorm characters into there and you had that whole you had voodoo had a book and grifter had a book i kind of like the voodoo and grifter books okay they might have been fine but they didn't they still didn't seem like they fit no. that that dc yeah, right and, uh, whereas then they they kind of learned where they let ellis have wildstorm and he did the wildstorm and from all yeah. accounts i heard it's pretty good yeah yeah right? that had a lot of good buzz i i think i want to make it clear here as well that like we're asking in hindsight what would change i i, I agree there's always going to be some not, not whenever you do a line a launch where there's like you know 30 books 40 books 52 right. books there's always going to be some that don't make it up and all that are weaker than the rest but uh, we're being asked yeah. with hindsight to look back at it and say okay what didn't work and what would you fix and right. so I'm, I'm looking at something like cyborg i'm looking at something like and yeah. t-titans was okay t-titans was a decent enough read because we read that until was, percy was was done with it right and it was yeah. enjoyable but yeah it didn't seem like it was you know it, it always felt like it was just hanging up. on yeah um i mean yes i had the new superman right that's a book that me and pete both really loved until oh, yeah. and that was one that worked stopped. out where it got really yeah. special and maybe didn't you yep. know, get, get successful in terms of like sales because obviously it didn't last mm-hmm. beyond 24 right. issues but uh that, that was one of those just, things that i think i was really happy for existing but back at the start yep. was that weird new thing that ended up being really good yep yeah I'm, I'm just looking at what were the smaller books trinity obviously didn't end up lasting yeah. that long i mean it got nope. 20 issues odd but yeah but we dropped that way before it was done yeah, yeah, because uh, it, it changed, because it had Manipul for like mm-hmm. 
12 issues maybe and then after yeah. that it changed i don't even get to the end of the manipul stuff i don't think yeah. I, I think I, I was uh, out. I, no i know um no you i didn't mean me and connor did we tried it until we it wasn't tenable anymore it wasn't fun to read even yeah, I, I still would enjoy yeah if, if you handed me both volumes of that manipul stuff yeah. i'd sit and read this you know this this week i wouldn't have a problem with that well i found uh, it I, I forgot how poison ivy intensive that story was uh, until I was going through my comics and and yeah. you know reorganizing, so. Um, but I guess that that says all you need to know about Trinity is it made me forget one of my favorite characters. Yeah, tr- Trinity. <laughs> tr- Trinity was kind of a whiff of a book. It was it was kind of sold on the manipul yeah. art and yep. didn't really amount to much beyond yeah. that. Blue Beetle was a small one. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was one where they tried. That, you know, I actually really appreciate the idea of okay, you got Giffen back, kind of relaunching his right. his baby of a book. Well, yeah, well, that was the uh, thing. They brought Rocket back for Wonder Woman, and that was obviously the bigger... That was a successful example of this. That was the one that really worked. And then yeah, Blue Beetle, it felt like it just kind of... Because I read the first maybe arc of that, and it was okay, but it was a bit wordy. I, uh, from everything I've heard, if you read the previous Blue Beetle run by Giffen, uh, those people te- actually quite liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so for its established audience, they loved it. It just wasn't picking up anyone new. Yeah, so... Look, I completely <laughs> forgot existed with Superwoman. Superwoman was really good to start off, and then, uh, man, where's Lana Lang at right now? Superwoman was frustrating because I had that great first issue, and then the rest of the first arc was kind of a mess. And then once it switched to just being Lana, it got better. And then the last arc mm-hmm. with, uh, I can't remember the, the, the writer's name, but there was the same writer who did the last arc of New 52 yeah. Supergirl. Uh, and that was really solid and i'm like man that this writer keeps been brought in for these last arcs and i'm like it's, everything's always dead by the time she gets to do it I yeah. think. uh it kind of sucks but uh so that, that, that kind of sucked there because it was nice to have kind of that, that a super family but obviously recently we've had lois and jimmy so that superman is a family of books has, has felt quite healthy it's right there. Yep. Uh, and well for a while but Dang. not for long <laughs> just leave america went 29 issues <laughs> yeah, it went, right, it went right up till uh, Snyder started, I think. Yeah. I, I only got through one. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I think Green Arrow. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking conceptually what we would change there rather than yeah, just the no. books and the minutiae. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I guess just committing to a couple of the things that felt more rebirthy. Um, like. You know, like I remember people complaining that it felt like the the rebirth one shot set up Aquaman and uh, Mira to be married, and then mm-hmm. the main book didn't really kind of like even talk about it for a long time. It was kind of uh... that was a bit weird. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit of a, like mm-hmm. an editorial lag where they mm. kind of approved things and then went no, no, no but it was too yeah. late to change. Yeah, so that, that was maybe a little bit weird, but uh, I wouldn't change too much for the most part. Like I really enjoyed the rebirth era um and you know matt mentioning green arrow there, i'm like yeah man i really like that book and it's just it weird. like 50 issues where for the most part you know a, a handful of issues aside him, that was a great book yeah him stuck on that island again was was not as fun that's the no. one drop but, down i didn't enjoy but the most of it uh it's a whole lot but of percy fun. was on the up to about issue 40 ish right it was around there so yeah. it was only that yeah. last like half a year or whatever that was when he switched weaker. to do nightwing and then they took that and away even even that last like you know, a handful of issues still had some good stuff in it. It wasn't all bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all bad, but it was definitely weaker than Percy's run. Oh, sure, sure. yeah. Um, um, it's a little unfair, though, to compare a, you know, 60-odd issue run against, okay, here's a handful of single issues that came after. And so, you know, that's, that's one of those books that's like, yeah, and Nightwing as well. Nightwing was really solid. 
And then Percy was doing a little good run as well, and then it just got taken away uh, when yeah. they decided to put in that regression stuff. Because those last two issues where he did that weird like race with Silencer, and it was like this uh-huh. Ireland like wacky races thing. I was like, man, this is actually really fun. And then yeah, they all just died. remember All Star Batman. No, gladly I don't. I yeah, forgot it. Gladly. That's one that popped up. I I only remembered it because um, there's a there's a website in the UK today that was yeah. um, they had a deal on like get. Yeah, uh, ten trades, yeah. ten DC trades for for twenty pounds, and I was like, oh, I'll have a look through this list, see what's there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two pound a book, yeah, just dirt cheap. And uh, and All Star Batman Volume One was in there. And I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing, and I read that. Yeah, like all of it. The only reason I know, and I say that as a joke, is I have the Poison Ivy Tila Lote signed cover. So such a good cover. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Shout out to probably the first great miniseries we had on the show was uh, Supergirl being super. That was really early mm-hmm. on, and that was fantastic. Was that that early? Yeah, I want to say that was uh, that that was like I think that started at the end of twenty sixteen. It sort of bridged into the start of twenty seventeen. But so that oh, was that was really enough. early. Yeah. Uh, and then I think uh, Dead Man, the Mansion or the Forbidden, the Haunted Mansion of Forbidden Love or whatever it was called. Uh, that was also yeah. really good. That was wasn't too long after. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this wiki page only lists the miniseries that are like DC continuity, so it doesn't right. have those on here. Um, so the first ones, are like, you know, it's got you know metal, and I think the only like non-event stuff was uh, was Batman and the Signal, which yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Death of Hawkman. That that was uh, thought, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. That was okay, and, and there was... was the the Captain Atom one as well that I quite liked. That was okay. As well. I mean, it was okay. solid. Yeah. Alright, we'll move on to the other question here. Second question, uh, this is from Emil again. Uh, second question regards the future of the podcast. If you were hired to replace Didio, what would 5G look like? What characters are at the centre? Which writers spearhead the project? Is continuity changed? What is the goal of the relaunch? Uh, my hope would be that they put legacy back to the forefront, emphasising the next generation of heroes like Wally, Dick, Donna, etc. Uh, happy podcasting guys uh so i think there's a a balance to that isn't there that you kind of want like you don't want because you know what they were talking about is right flash was going to be replaced by i think someone new the 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 rumor at the time was uh like captain boomerang's son or something like that (laughs) and i was like what What? why Nah, it should should be someone we know fine it should be someone we know it should be someone we already care about someone that's been established uh I mean, I don't necessarily want every character to be transitioned to someone new. Well, I, there's why uh, no. I love the mid two thousands DC is because they're just like, sure, it all works, right? And so you have the Titans, you have Nightwing, you have Bruce running around as Batman, you got you know Oracle, you got a different Batgirls, you know, like yeah, I was I was kind of into the idea of kind of aging up. Not mm-hmm. like, again. I don't want everything. I don't want like I don't want Captain Boomerang's kid as as the Flash. But you know, Wally or Bart or whoever, right? Someone mm-hmm. who's already an established member of the family taking on the mantle. Sure, Dick taking you know being back as Batman maybe, or or, or even you know maybe give, maybe give that to Tim as something to do because right. Tim's got to be doing something. Um, you know, I think Wonder Woman works because she's essentially immortal anyway. So right. whatever. Yeah. yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I because I, I don't know if 5G is necessarily what I would do if I was 
given Didio's job. Like, I, yeah, no. It, it, it would uh, probably be more like I don't know what I'd call it, but it would probably be a bit something about restoring some of the past. Like, not necessarily so much just like oh, we're back to post-crisis world now because I, I don't necessarily think that's super feasible. But no. there's definitely things that I would want to reinstate and sort of make sure are part of continuity. And legacy is important, and legacy would be a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and I'd make sure some of those legacy characters have prominent places and roles. Uh, and maybe one or two would replace. Like, I mean, sure, yeah. If I was in charge, would Dick Grayson be Batman? Yeah, probably. Like, like because yeah. change should Do last sometimes. Yeah. yeah, Batman ain't thing. Bruce doesn't need to be on the front lines. Yeah, right? the only reason I say not Dick is, is while I think uh, I would take Dick over Bruce in you know any day. Yeah, I, I like Dick as his own man. Like that's kind of his whole thing is, and and he feels really burdened by having to be Batman. And yeah, and while there is some good drama there, I think it's, it's more you know okay, give it to Tim. Tim See, has, that's the has first... got that like lost identity of what to do next. He never has really known. Yeah, so him stepping up into that mantle gives him that responsibility. I think really works for Tim. Yeah, see, I'd, I'd give that to Tynan and just tell him if my editorial thing that like he has to do it is, hey, you get to write Batman still, but start it with with Dick, and he decides he doesn't want to be Batman, so he make the first story about how he passes it to Tim, you know. Mm. And I think that'd be a, a fun story because we all know how much he digs the legacy of Batman and and, and how much he loves know, Tim. Tim Drake, but right? So I, I would say uh, this though: the death may be a couple of mandates. Uh, there would be a ban on any multiverse stories for the next few years, at the very least. There'd be a ban on Batman who laughs, assuming he's still around. If I, if, if I don't <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> which is a possibility I, I suppose I, I, I'm okay with that in general I wouldn't ban multiverse stories in their entirety I'm okay with smaller books just kind of doing shenanigans in the multiverse uh, but in terms of being like the, the focus of any flagship books or the you know, sure. events it, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. even the smaller miss... examples though I feel like lately there's been too many like Young Justice was multiverse hopping uh, like I don't know there's been too much of maybe it recently it's, maybe it's because I haven't read that I haven't been mm. feeling it as much no but, but see I missed I miss the days where it was like an our world's at war, right? Like that was the big event. And it was, you know, in, in, what was it? Imperiax? What was his name? It's been forever since I read that. If I even have read it, I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but like that type of stuff where it was like a, it was a crossover and you felt it, but it wasn't like, it didn't feel like you had to be reading it to know everything that was going on. Um, it was just like a, a that's what they tried to do with you're the villain and they just didn't nail it um no uh definitely wally and, and dick are back to normal and and we're gonna do that and oh obviously shoot. i just want i just want a good nightwing book that's all yeah that's my one thing y'all do what you want just you know give me a good nightwing book Higgins, what are you doing? And I know you like the Power Ranger stuff, but come, come back, please. Uh, he was posting. A lot of yeah. comic book writers and artists have been posting yep. you know, old files and stuff over the past week because yep. why the hell not? And uh, he was posting like the, the early covers for his Nightwing run, you know, the, the, the start yep. of New 52, but when they were still in blue before they got told to recolor in the red. I'm like, yep. honestly, I saw the cover and I just assumed, uh, you know, I saw it and went, yeah, that's a cover. And yeah. then I read it, I was like, I only read it. Oh, shit, yeah, this image no. was in red originally. It just looked yeah, it so right in the blue that I didn't even notice that it was wrong. Nope. Nope. So, That's because um, it wasn't wrong. The actual cover was wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, no, that, that basically, yeah. I'm kind of with Pete on the, the big, like, just kind of let the stories be themselves. And if, if creators wanted to get together and do a crossover, then, you know, pitch it. What, what do you got? And see... 
Yeah, I think that's you know? one of the few things the new 52 got right was the yeah. lack of big events. Like, yeah. They didn't feel staggered by them. Like The first one wasn't until Forever Evil, and that was a few yeah. years in. The problem with the new right. 52 is, though, is that nothing felt connected either. Everything felt so isolated right. and alone. and It felt there's, there's, it's, it is tough to get that bounce around because you want books to be able to, to read and stand on their own, that anyone can yeah. just read just Batgirl and be fine. But right. you want it to still feel like it's part of this larger tapestry. Uh, it is a yep. tough balancing act. Well, that's that's where the editorial teams come in, and I feel like a strong editorial team is, you know, is, is going to help make that happen. Like I, I feel like Tomasi, when he was the editor at Green Lantern, was, was handling that pretty well um, mm-hmm. until he took over Green Lantern Corps. So. As far as uh, the continuity, is anything changing? I'll say this right now. Superman's parents are alive and have been alive the whole time. Uh, <laughs> that's number one. I'm, I'm just going to say on mine, if if we're still jumping forward in time, they might be dead by now. Because yeah. Superman will be like... I'm for, for jumping well, forward, so. I wouldn't jump forward yeah. though like that. Uh, um, so that would be fixed. I'd probably fix a few other like things that are, are you know I can't even think of right now but there's there's definitely a lot of things that they took away with the new 52 uh that i would fix and put back in place so mm. there's that um yeah yeah uh batman wouldn't know who killed his parents that'd be a mystery i'm i'm so okay with it being joe chill I don't hate it being Joe Chill because it's still because he's still kind of a random nobody, but I still kind right. of like the idea of just not knowing even that. Like, just yeah. it's just someone. I'll tell you what I would take out, and this is a little bit spoiling of of, of how I feel about week. I am sick and tired of seeing Thon kill Mrs. West. <laughs> so that's done. That's out. I'll be honest. I I think I think even the TV show has made that Plus, scene. I, honestly, I was going to say that as well. Yeah. I was going to wait till we got to the book, but um. Yeah. And we, we kind of talked about that at the end of the last issue as well, where we went, I feel yeah. like I've seen this on the Flash TV show six times yeah. already. And yeah. um, this does not help. No, it no. doesn't. No. So that that would be my, my one decree too. You with the Flash family, like they're they're all active. If you want to have Barry, you know, if you want Barry retired in the future, whatever, that's fine. But we're not doing the thought and killing the mom thing anymore. Like it's happened. He's over it. He learned his lesson from Flashpoint. Like, it's and... it's fine for that to be in continuity as his yeah. Origin. Oh sure, right. but I don't need to see it. It's, it's, I don't need it's to like revisit how, it. We how it's we often say it, we don't need to see the the pearls anymore. No, done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need this. Same same with Krypton exploding. I don't I don't need it anymore. Yeah. The, these are origin events. We can we can reference them. Kind of like I love how Morrison does an, an All Star, right? Oh, that I, opening. Actually, Joe Joe, a mandate would be for me to a point, right? You'd uh-huh. have to make a serious case to break this rule, but I would outright say that you're not allowed to retcon a villain into a hero's past you have to just have their first encounter with them be in present day and goddamn deal with it because writers not only in comics admittedly but writers do this far too often where they all of a sudden they'll do like a quick little flashback to explain how someone was already in the past before and while sometimes it's okay for the most part it usually sucks and just the it being used over and over again has made it feel worse every time. We're to the point now where I, I see it happening, and even if the story is good, I still roll my eyes a little bit. And I'm like, no. Yeah, you... I think there are exceptions to that. Like a, a creative writer can be like, hey, what about? What, why do I this? feel like we're going to be ranging on Flash this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that would be one. I'm trying to think what else is super important to me. Um, do do I do I say this just upset Pete? Because I know Connor's kind of simpatico with me on it. Is that that 
uh, Dick and Corey. That's the one true relationship. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Not Babs. Babs can, you know, go do whatever. You know, that, that was a thing in their past and they respect each other. But uh, I, want, before, I want Babs Grayson the, and Corey. The, the high school girl where, well, she's yeah. there because you're in, you know, the, 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 you're in the local area. But once, once he's out in the wider world, there's, yeah. there's uh, more, more suitable options. Yeah. So I think that would be a thing. Um, because mainly I just like the relationship between Corey. Uh, honestly, and I would, I, I would like to. If it was me, it would be not in terms of continuity. Or I want to, but it would be establishing a variety of types of book. Like, yeah. I, I want to have books like the current Batman book that is going on, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I want books like Starfire from you know, the DCU yeah. book. You know, I, I use that as an example because I just mentioned. It. I want the variety going on at the same time. They can coexist. We don't need to be yeah. at one extreme or the other. Whereas, but again, like. Yeah, they can do that too. It's like, again, the, with the Green Lantern things, we, we can have both. Or even if they want to do two Harley books, right? You can have the Amanda Connor one, and then you can have, I guess, Suicide Squad's kind of like that right now, where, you know, it's similar, but it's not. Like, if Pete doesn't want to read the zaniness, right, he could read something like, you that's, know. Yeah, no, I, that's actually something I, I feel like no writer yeah. should be have on two books of the same character. So action and Superman should right. not be the same person. Detective and right. Batman should not be the same writer because I, I, in, in the idea that, okay, if you don't like that writer, you can get the other book to get that character, especially no. with the bigger characters that have multiple I like books. that. Um, well, especially do, right now. I do a similar I... thing with Wonder Woman as well, where I'd, I'd split her double shipping book into two books. One, yeah. Just do Wonder well, Woman's sensation and, and just that's where, two writers. That's why I love what Rucka did there with the alternating, you know? Yes. Because yeah. it felt like two different books, but uh, yeah. it was the same book. I, I mean, again, it, it doesn't solve the problem of if you don't like Rucker, which I'm sure there are people that don't. No, I know I can't comprehend it, but you know there there are people who can't comprehend my, my feeling with Bendis. But I'm sure no, I get it, who, especially after I'm this sure, week. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who don't like Rucker, and it sucks for them that you know that uh, oh well I haven't got a Wonder Woman book now, and mm-hmm. you know so again those bigger characters so Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Uh, probably the big ones that I'd really be like, okay, no, these are all supporting Flash as well because it's double shipping. But these are all supporting the same amount of issues. Split them in two, and make sure it's separate writers on said issues. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, there's definitely some staples that I feel like are missing right now. We don't have a Green Arrow book right now. I mean, Supergirl's about to end. Uh, there's some books that feel weird not to have in the lineup. From- from what I gather, the new uh, Leviathan book is pretty much just a Green Arrow book. From everything I'm hearing from Bendis, I mean that's that's fair, I suppose. But like, uh, it's just one of those things. And like, I mean, there is technically a Nightwing book, but I mean, <laughs> like, no, if no, it doesn't not. have Nightwing on it, no it's, offense, Jurgens. It's not. It's not yeah. A yeah. Book. No, no offense to Dan Jurgens, who's a legend, but no, it's not. Um, yeah. He is not to blame for that monstrosity. No. So. Yeah. But no, just there, there's just certain things that, as my personal taste, would you know, I, and I guess that makes me no different than Didio because clearly he doesn't like West, Wally Wester. That's, that's why I'm really trying Dick, to avoid right? just being like I like this yeah. and I like that. So weird. Yeah. You know, so I, I try to be even, like okay, variety in yeah. the books, different writers I, on the same characters. I can tell you, I'd have an anthology style book about Hawkman and all his different personas. Yeah, you know, because that's what I like, and that would be that's how I could express my pulp, 
love of, that, of that, that type of stuff. That's the sort of thing that you'd greenlight. Just, okay, even if it doesn't sell yeah. well, let's you, right. you get like a handful of books to experiment mm -hmm. with, to try every year. You get to launch three books mm -hmm. that might sell terribly, but it's fine. We can take a loss right. on them. If they, if they do well, great. If not, right. never mind. Right, that'd be that. Because I know Pete's all like that. He's always wanted the Batgirls book, mm -hmm. right? And that's so... I mean, again, that just comes down to our, our personal tastes. And I feel like when John just kind of the things he really likes Cyborg, so he was trying to put Cyborg at the forefront, you know. And yeah, so you know, oh man, TC is weird right now. There's no one in charge. It's Jim Lee, but we all know how he. We handles. don't know if we're getting books in four days' yeah. time. Yeah. Uh... Um, as far as writers to spearhead it, I don't want to we've been talking about this enough. I'll just say Tom Taylor's in charge and then we can move on from there. <laughs> I, 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 I'll agree that I want, well, we also want Tamaki, you know, yes. to throw, throw Tamaki in there Ta a lot. I mean, um, obviously, I will happily take Rocket and John's and my other favorites yeah, I've already course. had. Honestly, it's all well and good know. bringing back all these old you know, people who've had fantastic runs in the past but i'm, I'm really yeah. excited about yaki seeing what can we do moving yes. forward well, Taylor, well, well, well yeah well that's tamaki, why i'm saying that's and... that's why i'm saying taylor and tamaki sort of spearheading because like i obviously yeah. i'd like rocket i'd like wade to be here doing something i'd like yeah. all these things yeah but i'm including tynan in that kind of group still of the no yeah. he's he's at the, but... the the peak now to take over those leading books and kind of drive right. the, mm -hmm. the direction yeah so but I know how much you guys like Kelly Thompson, but bring bring Kelly Thompson over. Oh yeah, Kelly right. Thompson. Uh, also, I, give Jodie Hauser a proper ongoing book that's not ending soon. Yeah, <laughs> let her yep. have a book. That'd be good. But whatever. To me, I would give her whatever book she wants. Right? She doesn't have to be limited to, you know, Supergirl or Batgirl or you know yeah. whatever else like Birds of Prey. Shoot, maybe she wants to write a Birds of Prey. I don't know. Uh, let them do. My I think that'd be my overall thing is within reason. Let the creators create. Because uh, I hear too much, too many people are always like uh, editorial this, editorial that. Yeah. And that kind of goes out the window that's... once you know that these are the stories they want to tell. I think that that's something that was really interesting that came out of uh, Marvel now when that first mm -hmm. started. Is you know uh, they, they obviously Marvel do their big retreats and they're like okay and this you know and they're planning mm -hmm. stuff out and and it was basically a case of look clean slate. Yep. You you tell us what you want to write and we're just going to green light as much as we can and and that's why you know Jason Aaron on Thor was literally just like. Hey, can I do a Thor book? And I went, well, sure. Actually, actually, at the end of his Thor run, I don't know if you read the the thing, the first three options he wanted, people are already on. And they're well, like, yeah, oh, okay. It's, we it's, can give you Thor. And he's like, okay. And he's like, well, what do I love about Thor? He's metal. I'm going to do a metal as health type of stories with them. And we're going to do the God Killer. And it'll become one of the best runs of all time. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of that was creators, and, and not all mm -hmm. the books landed, of course, but there were some good books oh. at the time, sure. Yeah. Uh, it, but it was creators going, "Hey, can I do this? I've got an idea." And and it wasn't mandated from editorial, kind of picking and choosing and approaching people. It was more open season. What do yeah. you guys want to do? Yeah, and I kind of because yeah, so the news came out this week too of, of Reminder and Albuquerque doing some weird Justice League book that, yeah, that, that never got through green time. No, but the from the one image, it looks cool as hell, and I think I really would have enjoyed it. Uh, no, so I'm, I'm glad, glad it doesn't exist. Yeah, but... I don't like Remender. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Uh, also, put in G. Will Wilson into the writer's pool as well. Uh, while we're yeah, at it. Yeah, there's the one. There. So, there you go. Uh, all right, but that'll do for questions. Like I say, there's a bunch of other ones we got. Uh, we'll do some of them next week, but I'll ask for more. And if people want to send in their favorite moments uh, from from the show that'd be good hell even if you want to link us to like the the timestamp on youtube uh 
And I could even play some of them back next week. That's a that's a, that's a potential. It's asking for a bit much. Uh, if people have them ready to go, I'll, I'll, if people send in timestamps, I'll even play them back in the show. And as they say, Connor looked like an idiot once. We can watch it, and then me and Matt can laugh. It'll be delightful. As uh, long as we can, someone find us the, the timestamp of, of people not knowing who Starfire was. Uh, yeah. So yes, that is uh that is questions. So thank you to everyone. Um, obviously some of the other questions had you know tagged on at the end, like you know happy two hundredth episode, mm-hmm. thanks for the podcast, stuff like that. Uh, we appreciate all of them, uh, all good stuff. So yes, thank you very much for two hundred episodes of this nonsense and giving us a reason to keep coming back. Uh, so with that said, we do have a reasonable list of books to get through this week as well, so yep, yep. we shall begin on that. So first up this week, we'll look at Action Comics 1021, Brian Michael Bendis writing with John Romita Jr. on the art. Uh- <laughs> it just makes me happy knowing that I'm not reading that. I am upset that this might be my last Action Comics issue ever. <laughs> oh. no, I just mean that... They might never, comics might never come back. Oh, okay. so. I thought you would, nah. I thought you would have said it was like bad. No, you know, he wasn't dropping it. That's, no. just, that's not what's happening. I'm not going to drop it. I read, yeah, I, I much bad action comics I read. No. Um, here's the thing. I've said this on every action comics the last four times. The story itself isn't bad, but having to look at the art, it makes it that much worse. However, not a fan of the story. Um, the way that it ends is everything is like, it just, uh, in the bit before this, uh, the section before I talked about editorial interference, and this just reeks of it. Uh, it feels like they went to Bendis and said, hey, uh, we need a year of the villain thing. So uh, here, here's your time. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't know when this is supposed to take place in between all of his other stuff. Like, I know it's right before Superman reveals his identity, right? Yeah. Because uh, they talk about it Which, at the end. To be fair, it does have it does make sense that it's a little bit in the past because at the end of it it says, Oh, see where the, yeah. the you know Lex Luger uh, Lex Luger <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luthor uh, and his team Lex Express. Yeah. Lex Luthor and his team, like see where they go and you're the villain, hella risen. I'm like, Yeah, we just finished that. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's done. Well there's there's all that and then just like with the stuff with Leviathan, it just it feels I don't know. This just feels like a waste of, of four issues as of right now. It was um, more than four. I wish it was only was four. Was it more than four? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was more than four. Uh, yeah, this has felt like six issues, I think, of it's not really much happening. The, the only big thing that really happens in here is that Superman convinces Red Cloud to go save some people, and then she's kind yeah. of not in the villain side anymore. No, I mean, she still has that grudge against Superman, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he inspired her to not be the bad guy right now you know, like whatever personal issues are between them, it, it's not worth the innocent people. And it kind of, it builds her code because even with Leon, she's not about killing innocent people, right? So yeah. she didn't want her to be a monster. So I, I like how that all fit in. But like Leviathan solving everything at the end just to prove a point, I, I don't, it, it didn't feel like, I know it's the same writer. This does not feel like the same Leviathan that that we've been dealing with in the other mm. books. Yeah, I, I'm going to chuck this one up to just been forced to do a Year of the Valentine. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the art in this is horrendous. I'm looking at the panel right now of Red Cloud strangling Superman from behind. Yeah. And he's yelling, you're a monster, Luther. And yeah. honestly, it is, everything about it is horrendous. I, I, This is some of the worst art in a mainstream comic book yeah. that I have ever had the misfortune of reading. And I've said yeah. that every that's issue. Said, yeah, that's said the very first page actually looks good. It looks more like Romita took the time. 
um, or JRJR, took the time, um, the first big splash page. The rest of the book, no, it's 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 there. I will say though, to be more positive on it, I I do like them coming together at the end to to fix the parts of the city that they help. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's always big with me, especially after Man of Steel. Well, that I always felt that was a missing plot point. And more importantly, here that's one of the Vlathan's yeah. points is he says, "Hey, I right. solved this problem without toppling a single building, a building uh, right. which none of you can see." So, yeah, they all right. stick around at the end and help clean up. Superman and, and Connor kind of, like, bond a little bit, get to know each other. Uh, right. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. Uh, the final page is the tease where Leon's like, hey, but Superman revealing himself tomorrow, uh, you know, we can basically take over the city. If, if we start trusting each other again, you know, her and good, then we can mm-hmm. take over the city. Uh, so it ends with her sort of smiling menacing. So it does seem like it's going to get back to what we like about this book and dealing yeah. with Leon and Good and their takeover of the city and what their plans are, which is great. Unfortunately, we know that the next couple of issues are still Ramita Jr. art. That really upsets me. Uh, yeah. But at the very least, plot-wise, it seems like it's getting back to what we want it to be. Yeah. Uh, it just it feels like filler. And up to this point, none of the Bendis stuff has really felt like filler. You know, it was special in its own way. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree with that. It's it's a rough, it's been a rough arc. This is a rough issue. There's, there's, there's moments of goodness in all six issues, don't get me wrong. There's little bits here yeah. and there, but it's this. No. But it's not Both as good. The story are fine. It, it's not up to no. Bendis' standard. And no. Obviously, the, the fact that the art is just dragging it down obviously doesn't help. Nope. So, you know, it's a rough, yeah. rough issue. We got a lot of books, though. I think we can leave it there for action this time. Uh, yeah. What are you giving it, Matt? I'm giving this a, a five. Yeah, five. I think I'd give... I'd probably give the story, like, a six. The art, I'd give, like, a one. Well, the, the, the art sort of drags it down for me. But even the story, I wasn't that big on. I'm, I'm glad yeah. it's over. And you never want that to be, you know... You're like, oh, thank, you know, thank you, this is over. We can move on. So I'm giving this a four. Ooh! Yeah, I have complete faith that it'll get back to what it wanted to be, uh, but this issue on its own is a four. So that's that's where I'll leave it. Uh, that'll take us on to Batman Superman issue eight. Joshua Williamson writing with Nick Darrington on the art. Uh, so last issue, Zod threw the bottle of Candor, the bottle of Candor into the Lazarus pit, and we had all these mini Candorians flying around. Uh, so the big first half of this issue is pretty much them dealing with that uh, and sort of trying to fight all these mini. Kryptonians <laughs> that all, all have the bloodlust. They're all crazy because they all just come out of a Lazarus pit. Right. Uh, so it's glorious. Yeah. So yep. they're, they're they're dealing with that. They're getting cuts. Uh, Zod at one point, or sorry, uh, Raz at one point says to Zod, "Kneel before Raz Al Ghul," which I, you know. Okay, this is the Williamson that I like. Right. Uh, you yeah. can tell he's having fun. Yes, no little tiny Kryptonians going around in a swarm. Right, they're trying to be careful not to hurt them, um, and then you got that. You got uh, Roz in this awesome armor. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the uh, helmet and, and yeah. the bit where you know he he kind of uh, he he hits them with the the red sun grenade. Essentially, he's mm-hmm. like, right, they're weak now. Let's get them all, the, all we yeah. can. He pulls out his sword, and then it's just the next panel is is Batman's with the back of his head in the in the battery. Yeah. It's like mm. this is so good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and, and just the, the setting and, and the, the temple, right? Yeah, As Tim I, I, said on I, Twitter, <laughs> it looks like Yavin 4. That was me, not Tim. 
Oh, that was you. That was me. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. It was that uh, that particular shot. It looks yeah. exactly like you know the, well, the shot with the with the lookout. So because they get him back in the bottle and Raz, because he stabs the bottle with a Kryptonian sword, Superman has to fly it off to the fortress to try and sort of, you know, basically contain it and make sure they're okay. Uh, but we find out this kind of like mini little twist is that Zod actually didn't have all the Kandorians in that one bottle. He put half of them in a different bottle. So there's now a bottle, there's two bottle cities of Kandor, basically. Uh, the other yeah. half are going to be with Zod on his planet, who he kind of does accept that cool. he, he keeps the, the peace treaty essentially with Superman. He's like, look, I'll, I'll hold my end of the deal. I'll stay in my planet uh, and cause no trouble. Because uh, he says that to Batman. Um, also, Raz is pissed because Batman essentially saves his life because Zod was going to kill Raz. Right. And Batman actually saves the day, so he's indebted to him. So Raz actually uh, sneaks off in his plane in a, in a huff because the detective yep. has saved he's his embarrassed. life. Embarrassed, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's um, pretty I, much that. There's, I, a, there's a little yeah. bookend with uh, uh, Zod as a kid being told by his mm-hmm. father, being explained why Kandor is important to the Zod family, uh, and it ends with him with Zod explaining to his son. He's just, he's about to start saying the same story as to why it's important to the, the house I, of Zod. And I and I love that because of the split between Zod and and you know Cal, and that he doesn't think Cal should be the the sole arbiter of the Kryptonian legacy. So the fact now that he gets a chunk of his hometown, you know that he thought was lost forever because of Brainiac and whatnot, and yeah. and Rogelzar. So I just I love that theme throughout this. Is like, yeah, his whole plan was just to have a chunk of Kryptonian's legacy himself. Uh, so I, I really like that. Yeah, and again, I love this this place that we're in with Zod with this uneasy truce. Because mm-hmm. um, this has been going on for a few years now. Uh, yeah. Did it start in Hell and Pals or was it going on before that? It was before that because it's when they, they came. It was during the Jurgen stuff, I believe. And that's oh, when they yeah. got to cool. And then they went on Hell and Pals. Yeah, yeah you're right. That, whole it, thing. That, that, that is it, yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of love this whole Jakul bit of like mm-hmm. it, it's not Krypton, but you can do what you want and rule as you see fit. But he's not being a dictator there. He, he's no. not just being that. He he it's... genuinely wants to recreate a society yeah. for Krypton. And that's uh, why I like the the split of him and Roz. Is like yeah, Roz is a genocidal maniac, but at the end of the day, he's trying to save the planet. He has just his methods, and so I like that. Superman's Roz is Zod, right? At any time yeah. he can have, he can be a villain or he can be an ally, and you'll never know. And so, and I like that. That's where they're establishing Zod here. Yeah, no, yeah. there was uh, honestly, I think I liked the first part of this two part a little bit more, but not by much. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I think all of the ideas were interesting in the first part, so that's where all the excitement of oh, they're doing mini Kandorians, they're doing oh. But yeah. bottle of candor get the Lazarus pit because Zod's pissed that uh, Rogelzar killed them. Like all that was just such great ideas. This this issue is like okay, we're just sort of capping it all off. But all the ideas were yeah. introduced last time, so it wasn't as exciting in terms of discovery. But yeah. but uh, as I said last time, Darrington's art is goddamn perfect. Yep, uh, it's I good. I love it so much. I like it as much it's as hard as, to find fault. Yeah, I like it as much as Marquez's art though. It's definitely still a step down well, for it's me. It's different, but it it. It has the, almost the silver agey bent to it, mm. you know. Like Superman and Batman are both very square jawed, um, and so it fits like this. I don't want to call it a throwaway, but it, it feels like a just a Batman Superman adventure, and it, it doesn't have the same importance it, that the Marquez stuff. It did. feels timeless, I think. Yeah, there um, you go, timeless. Uh, like, like there's a panel early on with uh, Superman breaking through a wall, 
mm. and it just looks fantastic. And and you know, I I love Marquez's art. I think it's I think it's it's brilliant. Mm. You know, we've, I've praised every single issue he was on. Um, but uh, yeah. it's not that I say this is better. I think they are both equally good at what they're doing. But this uh, this speaks to me more in on a taste level. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you giving it, Matt? Uh, I'm gonna give this an eight. Connor. Uh, yeah, I'll look. No, I'm going to have an 8.5, actually. I'm going to bump it up a touch. Okay. Uh, I... I'll i give it an 8 as well. I'll agree with Matt. Go with the straight 8. All right, that'll take us on to The Flash, issue 752. Joshua Elmson writing with Howard Porter on the art. Uh, so, it was like a Flash issue, which I appreciate. Howard Porter uh, is one of those classic Flash yeah. artists that feels like he fits the book. Hey, Matt, that's hey, Matt are, sad you, this... are you regretting jumping back on? Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> um, but like as much as I love Howard Porter this is not Howard Porter's best work even even with Williamson and, and like, do you know what this... else Howard Porter can't do he he cannot yeah. salvage the Justice League suit no the what suit so... it's the, the Justice League movie suit because oh. that's what he's basically drawing here with the armor. That's that's oh, I guess, the yes. Uh, I don't even think of it that way. Miller but... suit. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was as soon as I saw it, it was like it's the only thing I can think of the the darker color palette, the serrated sections. It's it is that yeah. suit. No, no, I, I don't. I don't think of that. So because I would I've like got, not to. I've got a healthy mind, so I don't think of uh, yeah that horrible um, thing. Uh, uh, so yeah, basically, it's ba- obviously we see a bit of uh, paradox and and. Godspeed, Godspeed fighting at the start, but ultimately it's just to be going where Barry is with his mom. I, I I will say this: I do like the Barry very quickly. He's like, "Yeah, this is all fake. This is not real." Yeah. And speeds around. It, it feels like he always kind of knew, and he was just kind of playing along until because she shows him Flash mm-hmm. City and how this is a perfect place for him now that he's he's done. And he's like, this isn't a real heaven. This is all fake. It's all a simulation, or it's all just this this master plan to keep me busy and away from everything and it turns out he's actually on the planet uh, where paradox went when paradox you know was first affected by the in, flash in, in, in his origin story yeah issue. so that's where he go. that's where he actually is and he builds himself a, a suit like you say uh, as well as a computer and a cosmic treadmill he builds a lot of things <laughs> well he finds the the cosmic treadmill it's still there right what do you mean it's still there uh, how was it there I before i thought he built it yeah, he built it. Oh, okay, well, then I was only half reading because I don't blame you. Felt like it was there. Like no, like the computer, he definitely builds, but like the, yeah, ugh. yeah, uh, yeah, don't like. So he, uh, yeah, does that, and basically he's like, yeah, I have to f- find Thon, so I have to, like, and he's technically dead, so I have to pick him out of the time stream, and I don't want to create anything. I definitely want to do another flashpoint. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just a question on the computer that he's built. Mm-hmm. What what's this hooked up to? Where's where's it getting the images from? Like Speed Force, bro. Like there's no there's no Wi-Fi connection out here. Speed Force Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. Uh, so he's doing that, and so the file is like, okay, there's one part of time that I know I can go get him from. Even though this is exactly the part in time where technically, I mean, Flashpoint was. This kinda, is where Flashpoint is created. Yeah. Uh, this is what happened the first time. He's like, oh, I, you know, can't, can't pull him from an, uh, pulling him from any random point in time is risky. I can't create another paradox or worse, another flashpoint. Yeah. So, so, so what do I do? The moment where I created, uh, you know, 
Flash playing the first place. Yeah, so the final page is Eobard Thawne standing over Barry's mother in the, you know, the, in the house, that classic scene. And it's what we were saying earlier, if you didn't listen to the news section or the, the question section, is that, like, the Flash TV show has went back to this night so many times. And it's kind of unfair to blame the comic for this, but I am so sick. It's the same with Batman's parents dying. It's the same with Krypton exploding. All these moments where they just keep going back to over and over and over again. I'm like, you know what? I never need to see this moment again. Ever. Yep. They rely on it so goddamn much. Uh, so I, I was kind of into the last two issues of Flash. This was definitely weaker than those two. Uh, you'll find no argument from me on that. I, I don't think it's the, no. as bad as some of the worst issues he's done, though, either. But uh, No, I just, I'm just tired again of it. Like, I don't, I don't care about Paradox. Like... Granted, I didn't read his that origin, good, but judging from what you guys said. Yeah. I, honestly, I think this, if we end up with a couple of months off now, it's going to be a real test to see whether or not which books I come back for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I know, Pete, you've told this story before about Convergence, how you just didn't come back for some stuff after that. Yeah. Almost all of it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's, there's some books like that flash that if I take two months off from, I don't know if I'm ever reading it again. Yeah. I said that, but then I came back because of 750, I mean, I f- you know. I think it's different now because we do the show. I'll probably still read everything I was reading before. Uh, unless unless I'm deciding to drop it because of the current Well, that's it. Where, where I'm not enjoying this anyway and haven't been for quite yeah. a while now. And I'm kind of just there reading it out of habit. If I break that habit, I don't yeah. know if I'm going you know, oh, to pick it back up. One of the things that uh, we forgot to me- or I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about uh, all the delays and stuff and like, the possible months off is that this is actually kind of perfect for DC to rejigger whatever 5G was going to be. They can completely, mm-hmm. they've got time now to completely redo it all. It's, it's funny because obviously when, before everything went down, the rumors were that they were going to be doing some sort of convergence style event mm-hmm. um, uh, for a couple of months where everything went on hold and they could let everything get a lead time uh, for all the new stuff to launch. And it's like, well, now they don't need to do that. Yeah, now nope. they've just got the lead time. It's fine. Have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Flash is, Flash is a frustrating comic. It has been for a while. Uh, I like the last couple of issues. I have to say, though, the ending of this going back to the night... Because this, this is the weird thing about it, is that it's almost the same cliffhanger twice in a row, because it ended with his mother last issue as well. And it wasn't the real mother, it was a fake mother in the Speed Force. But there's two things that I have seen a lot in The Flash, and especially the TV show, is get into the Speed Force and see his mother... <laughs> and uh, going back to the night she died, and I feel like I'm so sick of these two concepts that the ending of these last two issues have just been like, oh, can we do I something think, else? What's really frustrating is if you give it the benefit of the doubt after the last issue, then this one is, oh, it's exactly what you thought it was going to be. And then you get to this cliffhanger, and you go, oh, I really don't want to read this next bit. I just, I don't, I don't want to see this whole issue of this cliffhanger. And then this is the cliffhanger that's potentially going to have to sit now for like months <laughs> before we get yep. the next issue. <laughs> Actually, that'll be one of the biggest challenges is coming back because we're, we're going to forget so much of what was going on in some of these books. So we're going to come back and be like, oh shit, what was happening in this book before? Oh, I won't. <laughs> it's yeah no but, uh, I, f- I feel bad man. for something like basketball heads where we get to later where it's got like uh, one issue left like uh, there's going to be a gap between issue 6 and 7 uh, do you know no, I feel bad for like uh, Harley Joker Criminal Sanity or mm. uh, the question book that Lemire's doing where it's it's every other month already 
and then now it's like you know we're getting close you know towards the next issue we're, we're on the second uh, month going into it on and- the upside though there's a chance when we come back depending how long this lasts i mean criminal sanity could go monthly because if it gets enough of a lead time <laughs> with a scrap yeah. you never know maybe when they come back oh well we've got the next like four in the can so i mean we can just just mm-hmm. put them out monthly at least for a while it's, it's funny because obviously they were doing that uh they just solicited for june i think it was the uh kind of the break the issue one shot the, yeah the, which is kind of clearly there to okay well we'll let them get some lead time again because this this comic takes a while clearly and that's fine you know i, I don't mind them doing this um but they don't want to take four months off they're like well we'll we'll throw something in on one of the off months uh but it's kind of weird that now we're like i eh, don't know if we need that anymore mm. uh well we'll see we'll see uh but yeah flash flash was like I guess I'd call it really mediocre. I wouldn't say it was bad. It was just yeah. really mediocre. I, I put it off as long as I could. I only read it last night. So, yeah. yeah I read this today. It was... Bleh. Chloe, pretty much everything. We, we, have, we, have no interesting, we have no interesting things to say about it, so I guess we'll just wrap up the review yeah. now. Yeah, uh, Matt, what, what are you giving it? Um, I'm going to give it a 5.5. Yeah, Connor? I'm giving it a 4. I think it's below average. Um, I'll go with a straight five. A straight five out of ten for me. Uh, so that's Flash 7.52. That'll take us out to Batgirl 45. Uh, Cecil Castellucci writing with Carmine DJ Domenico on the art. And I hate to be on a negative streak here. Women in average books this week, aren't we, so far? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to say, uh, Castellucci's run is really starting to feel a little bit troublesome because mm-hmm. her first, the first couple issues from Castellucci were were solid enough and it was nice to continue what was going on before but you kind of get now i'm getting the impression that the reason why that first arc at least started pretty strong was because it was just continuing what was already set up from before because i think uh uh Margaret scott who was on the book before kind of mm-hmm. left suddenly and maybe it was like okay here's my notes for the next you know the rest of this story and that's what the, the castle Lucha was working from but then we had that two-parter in the uh you know the, the made up you know world from titans and i really didn't like that two-parter and then this yep. issue uh, I I also didn't like that much. I I felt like it was overly wordy. It like it took so long to get to the the point that it was trying to make. When it got to the point where Batgirl eventually realized what was kind of going on, I was like, yep. it took so long to get here. Yeah, I've been calling this book overly wordy for since since Castellucci mm-hmm. took over, pretty much. And even for me, this issue felt excessive. So I I, I just yeah. imagine. Um. This is one where Connor was just talking about. I don't know if you'd come back. I don't know if I'd want to continue because there's nothing, like there's there's nothing interesting here with Babs. Like I don't care about her and Jason. No. Bard. I don't like. It's lost its sense of identity. Of this is Babs, like being Batgirl, right? Like yeah, I would now. I, I just yeah. I I was actually thinking as I was reading this today that I might drop it. Uh, just yep. based on this run, based on this writer. Obviously, a new creative team. I'll. I'll check uh-huh. it out again because of course i love babs and i love because uh, even early on there was a really confusing thing to me in the art uh slash the 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 writing where uh you know you have babs come down she finds this homeless person that's been coated in gold mm-hmm. uh and then there's all this lightning uh, uh going on and there's this weird thing where there's a couple of like people speaking off panel and i got really confused and it was one of yep. those sort of things where if if it started off with like, like something happening from a distance and we see these 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 word balloons coming off panel, I'd completely understand what was going on. But in all this chaos, it was really confusing to me why like Batgirl seemed unaware of them, 
or why they were okay even all this chaos was going on. It just it, it all felt a bit confusing. And then eventually we see like members of this like SWAT team or whatever uh, taking taking the gold person into a van. But it, just, it felt really clunky the way it was introduced into the scene, and I just it, it didn't flow well for me at all. I agree. I think you needed to yeah. see the the figures outline first, mm-hmm. and then you can do all these panels and 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 then make it clear that that she's not seeing it right uh-huh. away. If if that's the route you want to go, she's mm-hmm. not seeing it in the confusion. But if you just show us them coming in off, off panel first, you know, out of her line of sight, then have her you know looking confused and not seeing it, but then. You can still have the 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 speech bubbles go to off panel, and we know who's saying this now, or we we've got some idea. Yeah, um, and, like conceptually, I don't necessarily have a problem with the conceptual ideas that are going on here. This idea of this rich person who's building this weird energy source out of taking homeless people and anyone they can get their hands on and, and turning them into this gold substance, like and somehow involves nanobots. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a Bond villain plot. I mean, yeah. whatever. Like, I can get on board with that. That I just I didn't enjoy the actual progression of it. The there was so much dialogue from this character, her showing them around their plan, and like Babs, like eventually getting to the point where something was going on and finally coming in. Like it just it took too long to get to that point, and then but she runs out of Batwoman, and mm-hmm. this really bothered me in the art. Like, why is Batwoman's suit grey? I don't understand yeah. and the weird thing is, is see, see if it was just all the one tone i would say oh, it's just i mean it's still black it's just lighter than usual but right. but the mask is darker than the rest so it actually makes the, the suit look gray compared to the mask and i'm like why, why is her suit gray yeah, all of a sudden cape's still black mm-hmm. yeah it was weird i was like what was this choice i don't understand uh i don't hate that choice but i mean i don't mind gray suits if you want to do it if you're just going to tell me oh we redesigned her sure whatever yeah, I mean, I obviously, I mean, I like Batgirl's grey suit. I like when Batman has a grey suit. Like, I don't have a problem with grey suits. It was just weird because she's never had a grey suit. It was just all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and I, I think if it's going to be a, I mean, I, I get that Batman's curl is obviously a different color from his suit, but it just it, it feels a bit weirder on Kate for some reason. I, I guess because I think it works in context. It's it looks really weird on that first, uh, you know, half page panel at the top where. Um, you're looking at the inside of a cape, which mm-hmm. is also red. I think when you get down to the next panels and you're kind of seeing over a shoulder and you see the black cape, and it's like the black cape goes into the mask. Well, that's what happens with uh, Batman. I think it works a lot better there. Oh, that's why it works well, with it, Batman. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just it's not as clear because her hair often covers that divide between mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the mask and the, yeah. and the cape. So it doesn't make it look like one cohesive thing like it does with Batman over the top of his head. Yeah. And for some reason, Batgirl and Batwoman like fight as they're explaining to each other why they're here. I'm like, why, why are you two fighting? Which, they were on the same team for a minute, right? So, like, yeah. they should at least be able to have a discussion. Um, but, but, like, yeah. I think Batwoman dropping in and, you know, and, like, covering her mouth, being like, look, it's just me. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's fine. But there's panels of them kicking each other, and I'm like, okay, I get that Babs is pissed that, that uh, Kate wasn't around for Alfred's funeral or whatever. I'm, I'm happy with yeah. them bringing that stuff up. You know, again, that's mm-hmm. that shared world kind of sense of continuity. Good, good stuff. But for some reason, they're kicking and punching each other, and they, they mm-hmm. both end up in the ground, and I'm like... And it'd be one thing if it was like, if this was two characters who had a rivalry, where this felt like it was in character for them to be fighting, but it just it feels mm-hmm. like... It felt like she ran into Catwoman or something. You know, maybe not current day Catwoman because right. she's more close to Bruce, but like, it felt like Batgirl ran into Catwoman in like a previous era where they'll fight for a bit and then realize they have to team up. But it shouldn't feel like that because it's Batwoman. <laughs> what is yeah. this scene? <laughs> I, I don't know. And then KGB shows up, I know her. Yes, yeah. yes. 
Uh, and then uh, the cliffhanger is that he's grabbed Batgirl and they're going to use her for the next goal uh, victim, essentially. Right. Um, yeah, I, I really didn't like this issue at all. And because of that two-parter, which I also really didn't like, I was basically thinking about dropping this halfway through this issue. Um, so... Yep, me too. I yeah. just... And the Jason Bard stuff, I still don't know why he was running because he still has a bad leg, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we never got a thing on, on that. No, um, playing dumb. Like, did I bring something back from that other right. world? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And 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 Bat was like, nah, no, nothing else comes back. It doesn't work like that. Right. Then okay, okay, yeah. And but, and the follow up. Right. So and then you're talking about the confusion on on that part too. That there was a there's a a woman, right? But there was also a homeless guy. Mm-hmm and stuff and i was just like i was getting oh, confused yeah, as yeah, the story was playing out yeah like, you're, you're right actually because even the, i mean i talked about the, the, the voices off panel but i yeah. also got confused because i didn't realize there was two yeah victims yeah. yeah so like it just it's messy and it's not like yeah i was i was contemplating driving as i was reading this and it was taking forever to read mm-hmm. um a lot of comics this week were taking forever to read and it was making it not fun to be a comics fan. This, this one took me a long time. Yeah, yeah. Th- this this was was a really weak issue, and it's a shame because I love Batgirl as a character, but like, yep. I I think I think I'm probably done with this book, especially since it's a busy week, and yep. th- this was a this was a hard one to get through today. So, uh, yeah. and and so the streak is broken. What was once one of the most I know consistent, consistent books. Yeah. It was consistent until Castellucci. It was it was fine. Through about 40 odd issues, yeah, it was yeah. fine for about 40. Well, that's sad that, that the yeah. first art Castellucci did was you know, with the with the, I the mean, three. I, was, I was a bit up and down on it, yeah, with the, yeah. the, the Oracle stuff, but, yeah. but again, I, I, that, that, that like I said, that that seemed to be based heavily on what the previous run was doing as opposed True. to uh, Castellucci's own thing, so right. yeah, but obviously, Mirkhead Scott's run I liked, obviously, I loved uh, Hope Larson's uh, yep. run on the book, so. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think this is me dropping Batgirl until we have a new writer to try. Um, yeah. or, 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 I mean, it sounds like all of us are, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but it is what it is. And but it makes room for other books if new things are going to be launching in the coming yeah. months. And when I say that, <laughs> I mean after the break, obviously. Sometime yeah. this year, yes. maybe. Uh, maybe. So that is what it is. But uh, what are you giving this issue of Batgirl, Matt? I'm giving this a four point five. Connor. Uh, that's still a bit generous for me. I'm giving it a three. I uh, I'll give it a four, which is what I give action as well. Uh, so it's a shame, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, which will take me and Matt on a Supergirl issue. Oh, I didn't read the number down. <laughs> I forgot to put this. Uh, it's right. forty. Forty. Thank you. Uh, yep. by Jodie Hauser and Rachel Stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Wonder Woman and Supergirl still fighting. Uh, and honestly, it's a very quick read. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed this, but it's not a lot of story Thankful. moving yeah. forward. It's uh, mainly just them fighting. Uh, the big heartstring moment, though, is Wonder Woman trying to convince Supergirl that she's doing more harm than good right now, and Supergirl listens to the people of uh, Smallville and hears them being scared of her, and this kind of yeah. makes her stop in her tracks for a minute. And then Crypto... Uh, kind of pulls at the heartstrings a little bit as well and kind of yeah. jumps in so that's the one that got me so the issue is mostly wonder woman and supergirl fighting and supergirl and her you know because of the the kryptonite it, the infections you know running roughshod 
and it's making her more, you know, Supergirl who laughs. And um, so she breaks off a piece of her metal suit to stab Wonder Woman with. And as they're fighting, Crypto basically tries to make Kara see, you know, and then she tries to leave, and then Crypto's right behind her. And I was like, oh, stupid dog. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so, I, so I like that. And just, yeah, like, like Pete said, with her listening to the people of Smallville and realizing that she's causing more harm than good. Um, you know, I do like that, you know, of course, Wonder Woman's, you know, all about truth. Right. So that's why she's trying to to reach her. Uh, and I always kind of wanted to see kind of a mentorship with Kara in Wonder Woman. Yeah, Supergirl you know? basically flies away from Crypto, goes to the sun, hoping that the sun might actually fix her. Burn uh, it out. But yeah. she ends up blasting back to Earth, uh, and we just see the Batman who laughs sort of come in and say, oh, you tried to you know get rid of it, but uh, you're still mine, we have work to do. This is another one of these things that we, we've already seen I her do. be cured in Hell Arisen. Because yeah. at the end it says, see Hell Arisen for what happens. Yeah. And it's like, again, this just kind of feels weird in that sense, but through no fault of uh, Hauser, I, I no. think this has been a very readable... Uh, story yeah. for sure so out of those hell arisen style things this is probably the best of it that i mean that hawkman but i already have hawkman I mean, a lot of love. it was just really easy um, to read i mean like i said the star art like the previous issues the faces mm-hmm. aren't always great but the action layouts are is really there. good it, it yeah flows i really like well. there's one particular scene where kara tries to stab one woman with the the metal and she deflects it with her bracers mm-hmm. and I, that, that led me to go yeah you know, like that's kind of what you want to see in in a fight scene, especially in print. So you know, there's two more issues of Supergirl. So I'm glad that Hauser's going to get to write real Kara for a couple, just to like yeah. reset things before we leave it. Yeah. Obviously, I would love nothing more than for to keep going with Hauser writing it, but I mean, that's what it is. You know, been yep. cancelled. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I could pretty much do it for it, but it was you know, a solid read, very quick. Uh, yep. And after face. reading Batgirl, reading this, I was so like relieved that it didn't take forever. So... Yeah. Unfortunately, I read probably the easier to read stuff first without realizing I'd done that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> holding off on reading certain things digitally until I had my my physical, and then with my shop not delivering anymore, that's why you know normally I would have mm-hmm. led with the stuff I'm really excited for. Um. So yeah. Um, this was one of the ones that I was excited for, but I was like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. So. Yeah, we giving it. Uh, I'm going to give this a, a 7.5. I mean, the art's kind of iffy at times, but overall it was pretty good. Yeah, I, it's funny, I feel like I want to give it an 8. I mean, technically there's not really much plot advancement in it, so yeah. I, I suppose I have to sort of objectively stand back and say that, but at the same time I enjoyed reading it, so. Yeah. Ultimately, if that's the most important thing. Uh, so I will give it the I think well so yeah a ten for Supergirl. So that'll take us on then to Justice League Dark issue twenty. Actually, do you guys read this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was checking. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, okay, I, I, I just for a second I was like, wait a minute, did they stop reading this when ten and I can't remember. No. Uh, Justice League Dark twenty one. Ram V uh, writing with Alvaro Martinez on the art. Take it away. Which yeah, so I... first thing? Glad uh-huh. to have Martinez back on the art because yeah. we had someone else last issue, and I thought that was going to be the ongoing. Right. Uh, artist now that, that Ramby was taking over, but and it wasn't bad, but this is no. better. Yeah, it's better. Also, so I didn't know if you covered it last time because I wasn't here did, for the yeah. last one. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, no, this is exactly my kind of stuff because it's dealing with the parliaments of life um, and the chaos that's being sown through them. Yeah, uh, I was a little disappointed we didn't get more on the uh, the zombie mushrooms because no, those were cool. 
Yeah, those are cool. I mean, but we do get a cool action sequence with Wonder Woman running through, trying to stop them, knocking them down the stairwell. Yeah, down the stairs. That was yeah. a really inventive uh, page, and you know the way it layout is, you know, you just have her at different points on the staircase. Yep, that was all uh, fine. It, um, it was really but, nice to follow. And we're getting uh, it opens with with some backwoods, back swamp, Louisiana. Abby Arcane, you know, always feeling like she didn't belong, but she didn't know why. So I liked a lot of that, like. Yeah, the um, usual stuff. It feels, yeah. It definitely feels like, like Ram V knows these characters. You know? Yeah, definitely. It, like, so there wasn't much of a, a drop-off from where Tynan was, was doing the stuff, which I, I appreciate. There was, there was one moment with Zatanna that I questioned mm-hmm. and then went, mm-hmm. nah, I, I can see it. I'm down for it. Yeah. I'm, not sure which one was it I'm not sure if it works with the rules mm-hmm. uh, of, of her magic. I'm not sure that's quite how it works. You're talking about the fun. Bohemian Rhapsody moment? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, although that could have been a mistake, there could always be something that's fixed later in an uh, updated, you know. I mean, uh, like I said, it, it was just, it threw me a little bit. I went, can it work this way? Can, yeah. Is it, it, what it basically told me is it was more the intent rather than what she right. says, uh, right. which is a, a classic magical trope. Uh, right. You know, it, it's what you mean to do, not what you actually say that right. is more important. Uh, right. I thought that was a fun moment. But yeah, so they're, they're partnered off still. Um, Constantine goes with her. They're going into the rot, which I, I thought him him knowing where to go into that old psych hospital, you know, where it was, you know, real dark things have happened here. There's yeah. a place where the rot would survive. And so he, he uses his, you know, Constantine ways to he go in. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they go into the rot and, and when they're there, they, of course they get attacked. And this is where she recites Zatanna recites lyrics from bohemian rhapsody i love uh, this i don't know about you but i always read her stuff backwards i i, I take yeah. the time to work it out and yeah, that yeah. first word i was like well that doesn't that's not because a lot of her words are really common things that i can just yeah. glance at and get and I, and I was like what is that and then i was like galileo i was like why is she saying galileo yeah and then it said very very i went oh oh i get it <laughs> yeah right so your issue here is that she does the lyrics backwards instead of just saying the words in order backwards and I feel that I think it depends on who's writing Zatanna, right? Well, that and and also just the idea of you know if she wants lightning, she calls lightning. Right. She says right. the word lightning rather than all right. of the lyrics, which right. it gets. That, that's what I'm getting. It's the intent of the lyrics in, in her mind is clear, and the words are just channeling right. that intent. So I'm, I'm right. okay with it. Yeah. It's true. Once I saw the Galileo, and then it doesn't do the very frightening. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, this is where this is going." I had a stupid smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that first one, I was like, "Galileo, what are we doing here?" Yeah, and, yep, yep. and then I get down. It just says, you know, it's just very, very frightening. I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, oh, I see." <laughs> uh huh. And then thunderbolts and lightning. Yeah. So it was yeah. So um, that was a lot of fun, and they, of course, it ends up being Anton Arcane, and he's trying to take his, you know, um, champion of the rot, or what was it called? Um, avatar of the rot back from Abby, who seems like she's in like a stasis kind of thing, and she's being tortured because in her the flashback kind of we see it's it's her like teenage love and doing stupid teenage things, and she has her first kiss, and it she knows that it doesn't it didn't happen like this, but you know um, so something's going on with her as well, and then we have uh, have uh, not not fate. Uh, Kit Nelson, 
yes. who's in there with Floronic Man, uh, trying to keep him at bay, uh, and Floronic Man trying to talk him, telling him that he knows what's going on. Yeah. You know, about the order. Like, you, you don't know what's coming. You don't know what you're yep. up against. And and yeah, so it makes me wonder what what we're up against. But yeah, and and most of the action really takes place with with Wonder Woman and uh, Detective Chimp and Animal Man. You know, with yeah. the the you know zombie fungus and trying to help these people. And it looks like Animal Man not being able, you know, to control. And then he reaches into the red into his stasis field and pulls out a flatworm, so he can you know do what he needs to do here and and connect. So I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, uh, I, no, I think it's a really solid issue. It still feels yeah. like, okay, this is setting up for a lot of things. It's building. Yeah. There's not a ton of huge events. Yeah, I got it's to the end with the... With it's Pepper Floronic nice some action, though. Yeah. Well, as I say, I got to the end of Floronic Man, and I thought there was more pages, and that, that was it. So just the mm-hmm. my one thing is maybe the pacing's a little bit off. Um, but I still, again, I enjoyed what I read. It's it's one of my favorite books still, uh, even without Tynan. Yeah, I think this is one of the weaker issues, but not. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in any way that it's bad. It is very much just a okay. This is we're setting up some stuff. Uh, you know, new writer establishing their ideas yep. and kind of bringing those in. And I, but I like all the ideas so yeah. far. They're just oh. kind of being introduced. Um, and I, I really like bringing Animal Man onto the team. I hope he sticks yes. around. Me too. I just uh, and too with uh, what Soul did with the different parliaments. How he kind of green lanternized it, and we saw the gray, and then we saw the the information one. I forget what they were called, um, but but yeah. So if we're seeing all these different parliaments showing up here, and we're gonna have this new, you know, this book's always been about using the chaos of magic to bring order. Yeah, I, and it's a lot of balance. So the whole idea of the Parliament of Life is it's right. representatives from all the different parliaments. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, I think that's really interesting. And right, and see how it go along. I almost feel like, what if the green has gone rogue? Because that that is the thing that Soul introduced. Like every so often, one of the parliaments tries to supersede the other and gain control over everything in a kind of Game of Thronesian kind of way. And like, what if at this time it is the green, and that's why they chose Jason Woodrow? That's it. It's it's usually the rot that goes rogue. But I did establish that. No, no, no. It can be anything. Right. And, you know, and now that we have the, the gray with the fungus trying to take over, you know, to them, like, what if or what happens if there is no avatars and this is what happens, you know, mm-hmm. and they all need somebody. But, you know, um, really, really enjoying this. A lot of fun. So yeah, what you giving it, Connor? It's real solid. Uh, I'm giving it a 7.5. All right. I'm going to give it an 8. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. But then again, I also read it on a day that I read Batgirl and some other stuff that I really mm-hmm. didn't enjoy. Uh, so uh, you know, just... maybe coming off those things, this looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Um, that will take us on to. Did I meet myself? I didn't. Good. <laughs> that, 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 no. Seconds of silence. I've had. Uh, that'll take us on to Legion of Superheroes issue five, uh, which took Pete half an hour to read. It was a lot of words. There was a lot. It, of... it took me <laughs> three sessions. I started reading it uh, two days ago, and I and so on Thursday, and I finished it this morning. So yeah, yeah, um, the, and the... and not because I wasn't enjoying it. It's just it's a lot to take in, and I just with all the words, I needed a break, you know. Uh, so 
Um, the the back half of this, where where John goes back into the uh, orientation, yeah. and we get more flashbacks explaining this mm-hmm. dawn of the, the Legion of Superheroes yep. and uh, how they came to the point to of going to get him uh, and why, like you know, Brainiac Five, because they, because the three of them, and then they go get Brainiac Five, and Brainiac Five is like, oh yeah, the there's some sort of thing like coming threatening reality. He's... Which yeah. and it's to do with Superman's time that if they don't survive it in their time, then we won't exist. So blah blah blah. Right. We have to get John Kent. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, that stuff flowed really well, and it was kind of like back mm-hmm. to what I really liked about the last issue, kind of really establishing some of this stuff and who some of these characters are and how the the, yep. the origin of this is. And uh, the first half where there was you know dozens of characters talking at each other as they're trying to figure out like you know why uh, R. J. Brand set in yeah. the police force to like sort of detain them right. and whatnot, like. More, I got the point of a lot of it, don't get me wrong, but like it just it was so wordy. It was so many characters yep. talking. It and he's not here for me to say this. I finally understand what Connor doesn't like about Bendis. <laughs> because a lot of this could have been done, you know, more efficiently than with a bunch of words. And there there's a panel with Brainiac, I can't remember what part it happens at. I didn't know where because of the way the layout went, I didn't know what part to read because I was just overwhelmed by the speech bubbles and usually you can follow them right yeah and and here it went from the top right corner back down to the bottom left corner but yeah it was just it was too much at one point but you know that said i really enjoyed what i read i liked them you know deciding that they need to be the the legion and like because rj brand tells the original three like there was a time where we had superheroes and and all of that and that i don't want just a league i want a legion uh you know that was real fun to see the the league the legion yeah, come the, together the, like that the first chunk was a bit more rough to read um just because mm-hmm. there were so many characters and like just slow down a little bit maybe make it a bit simpler uh the back half though which was again more of this flashback stuff uh, yeah. as john was seeing it i thought it worked really well and uh, again further establish kind of who these characters were how they came together uh and what the threat is that they're kind of building to that the, the reason why they want to join in the first place so yeah. all that stuff that was solid um uh, that said though even that did have like there was a page where brainiac 5 is explaining this threat and mm. i thought that was one of the worst pages in the book just because yeah there was so much dialogue coming from it ultimately felt like it was just fluff that could have been summed up really quickly uh, yeah but more efficiently i do like though that bendis kind of introduced the fact that he is a nerd for this stuff mm-hmm. because of his 12th level intellect it, it's this era of superheroes he really has a thing so that's for, for me going forward that's that's the key to john being able to converse with brainiac 5 mm-hmm. you know um to to go through all this and um i also like the stuff with with chameleon boy because you know RJ Brand being, I think in the original, um, RJ Brand adopts him, and then you come to find out that he's he's Durlin and and whatnot. So the fact here that RJ Brand is his mother, and that he's a little bit too close for this, so uh, Brainiac needs to pick his brain and figure out what is going on with RJ Brand. Yeah, uh, why why this would change. I I really like that aspect. Yeah, here. and the whole standoff is basically them saying, look, you're not equipped to actually fight the Legion of Superheroes, yeah. so maybe back right. back off and reconsider yep. what's happening. Uh, the, the book ends with uh, Saturn Girl coming out to talk to John after he's seen this, and he's like, you know, back when you came back, when you came back to get me in Unification Day, you never, like, 
you know said that there was this threat or anything and she mm-hmm. says yeah because that, that wasn't for them because all those leaders of all those worlds they couldn't handle that mm-hmm. information this information is just for you uh, and then an alert goes off saying they have to evacuate earth so we'll see why they have to evacuate earth but it's something to do with the trident because uh, two of them go off to find yep. Aquaman's trident which they've yep. been looking for so uh, a lot of stuff going on and for the most part i'm still mm-hmm. enjoying it but it is a little bit overwhelming yeah. the, the first half of this issue especially yeah uh, which was a bit of a shame because i felt last issue was finally the one that really felt like it, it wasn't doing it that was. at all to me uh and yeah. the back half of the issue was more of that it was just the first half was very much kind of the oh god too many, too many people I... yeah and i do like too I, I don't remember what part it happened in the fact that it's it's kind of gotten so bad in this future because of all those splits in earth right they were mm-hmm. already there before and now when earth actually split apart it made those divisions worse so i kind of like bendis's commentary there right that these divides are only going to keep getting worse uh and you need people like the legion of superheroes yeah. i don't think to I, bridge uh, those divisions i don't think i said at the start who was uh, on the book uh, obviously bendis right oh, yeah. uh, but ryan right. sook isn't alone this time scott goodlisky is yep. also doing some art yep. um you can tell, but Goodluski's kind of doing his best to kind of fit Sook's style, in. so it's not it's not too jarring uh, when it when it nope. happens. Sook Sook's doing the the first half stuff, right? Not the Legion history, and then Godluski, I think, is doing the mm. Legion history. I, I think so. Yeah, and this, there's subtle differences there. And this book was delayed by a week or yeah. two, so this is probably why they had to get another artist in to help finish it. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's that. I think it was a letterer couldn't keep up. <laughs> so lucky it just snuck in this week aren't you yeah, yeah right so, but no I, I really enjoyed it it's still legion that i enjoy and you know again bring next saying that those those divisions are why the legion's here it's so funny guess, they had to delete really it. obviously the next two issues is a knock-on effect this one going back and now i'm thinking well technically like with everything being pushed back probably like they don't have to actually move week now they could just be on their original week when they come out because they'll have to reschedule everything from scratch anyway like it won't be just delayed by x amount of weeks it'll be this is the new date for this book so they'll probably rejig it around if it's ready yeah well yeah but i'm thinking for the most part though it'll just be that's that okay so april scared or yeah april schedule was this so now april will just be july schedule you know well that's the thing though that's assuming that we come back at the start of the month right Okay, sure, yes. If, uh, if that's the case, otherwise, like, well, here, if we a... come back on week th- week one becomes week three. Yeah, but that's an interesting theory, though, is that if we do come back in the middle of a month, and it's, so week one of April then becomes week three of July or August or whatever, then do they over time try to jumble it here or there so that eventually it becomes week one's week one again, or do they just accept that now because of this? This is what this week three is. Now, week three is now what used to be week one because that's just the way it is now. I think that's what they do, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that was pretty good, though, for the record. Uh, even if it's not as co- completely consistent as the previous issues. Uh, Matt, what are you giving mm-hmm. Legion of Superheroes issue five? Um, despite it taking me three sessions to read, I mostly enjoyed what I read. Um, so I'm going to give us an eight. Yeah, I'm going to go with a seven, uh, just because it yep. was a bit more of a chore to actually get through, even if I liked a lot of it and what it was doing. Yep. Uh, but if, I, if I'm feeling like it's, a, if it's an effort to read, then something's not completely clicking. So uh, I'll mm-hmm. give it the seven, uh, go a little bit lower. Uh, so that'll take us on to Suicide Squad, number four, Tom Taylor writing and Daniel Semper on the art, which is a change in artist, is worth mentioning. Although to be fair, yep. the art in this is still pretty solid. Blends. 
I, yeah, I, I like think uh, uh, Adriano Lucas doing the colors is mm. doing fantastic work in making this feel incredibly consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good point. Uh, this issue, they're going after uh, Boomerang. Boomerang yeah. uh, is in a bar. He's out free finally. But he's, he's, he's not allowed to talk about his time in Task Force X. But of course, he Which... just opens his mouth and does it anyway. Can... Classic Boomerang. So back back in our thing um, where we talked about if we were uh, you know giving DDO's old job mm-hmm. what we could do I would make it that only Tom Taylor can write Boomerang <laughs> I don't know if it's just he if it's the Australianness of him or what but he writes a Boomerang unlike anyone else yeah. well, I've ever read. I never thought about that but yeah I mean Tom Taylor is Australian like, yeah oh right <laughs> I felt that right? in this issue. Yeah, yeah, just just choked on air for some reason. Just no, him? I, I he was doing the the a tourist guide to Australia, yeah. essentially. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah, is set in Australia. That's where they go to find yeah. boomerangs. So, right. And so I, I do like too that he he wants keys because he has to get out of there, uh, and whatnot because the 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 SWAT team had come, the military, whoever it was, to to you know before they sent the Suicide Squad in, and he he takes them out, you know, boomerang style. And then the bartender, he's like, "Give me your keys." He's like, "No, nah, man, you've been drinking." And then he reasons with him about, you know, I only have this much and this, that, and the other. And it just, it felt like a very Australian mm-hmm. conversation. So, um, there was just the fact that the bartender wouldn't let, like, he just murdered people, but he, he ain't drinking and driving, bud. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I do well, love I had the... one drink when I got here, and I've had yep. two pints since, and uh-huh. I got here at this time, so... And I, the bartender's yeah. like, you're fine. I do yep. like yep. the title page with the uh, the silhouette of the the boomerang mm-hmm. stabbed in the guy's head uh, and, yep. uh, good. and the lettering. That, that's been like a, a consistent thing throughout these issues with mm-hmm. the, the the title page and the silhouettes, and yeah. it's, it's fantastic every time. So so boomerang takes out this SWAT SWAT team uh, and drives off. Uh, so uh, Locke gives the squad the mission to go get him. Uh, Harley and that aren't really happy about it. Like, hey, we kind of know him. It's kind of weird. But they go on this yeah. road trip. Uh, they're all stuffed in the car together. Uh, there's a fun little gag here with the teleporter because I can't. I don't know all these new characters' yep. names uh, yet. Even before that, when Harley Wait. gets in, she's like, "There's no steering wheel." Yeah. All right, Australia. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I, also, I, so part I, of the mission is they have to. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Go just before you right. move on, I'm going to be honest here. I actually had no idea which side of the road Australia drove on before that joke. Oh no! I'll. Either. Anybody with with that that came except for I think Canada, I think anybody that had ties to to England drive on that side of the road. Um, so most again, of the Commonwealth then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I Australia, New Zealand, again except for Canada because I think that's they just went along with what we did. What's, Jap- um, what's Japan's excuse then? Why are they on the left? Because they're they? smart and it's the right way. Yeah, J- Japan drives on the left. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Huh. I remember knowing the reason for this, and I'll, I'll look it up later. <laughs> because, because it is the correct way, and, and Japan got there independently to us. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, um, but there's a joke here where Harley, uh, basically she pisses them off because she keeps saying, are we there yet? And the teleporter teleports her away, and then one of the others goes, you have to go get her back. And she's like, oh, fine. Uh, Wink's her name for the record. Uh, yeah, she goes, oh, it, it, she's yeah. fine. I left her surrounded by wildlife. Yeah. So and, and she teleports her back in, yeah, and she's sitting there shocked saying so many emus. So now so it's just it's, it's again, Taylor just knows how to write characters be fun and even a character like Harley, who typically annoys me in a lot of other books, uh, like is doing 
great in this book. Yeah. She's actually yeah. she, she's fitting her role perfectly. But yeah, I mean, it's almost go- like a a good writer can make you like a character you normally don't. I know because they're a good writer. They right? so they go out to this oh. spot where there's no signal and all the tracking devices and all the ways that the lock can listen to them don't work, so they can talk freely and deal with stuff. And there's a debate well not to kill Harley because can they trust Harley if they're doing all their thing? Um, and the big one uh, reveals kind of her plan and how she's the one behind all this because she got married to someone she was in the military with uh and it's actually captain boomerang <laughs> mm-hmm. who who severed her arm and that's why she's got that metal uh prosthetic so she's got the cyborg arm because of that but she also kills her, her wife uh on yeah. this mission boomerang in the yeah. chest yeah, yeah the boomerang i said she, uh, boomerang she kills her yeah right because she tried to catch it that's what you know instinctually and that's what severed the arm yeah um so yeah I'll- how, what is the, the velocity of these boomerangs that they can slice through an arm, through bone, and then still have enough velocity to go straight yeah. into someone's like that? Man, he's throwing those yeah. with some force. He is. He is. But I, he's the I, expert. I, what I like about this, though, is that even when they get to boomerang, even though Deadshot and Harley are what like calm the situation down, there's a reason why here why she won't want to calm this down. She's going to want to just kill him no matter what. Like, this is... like She's, she's got yeah. vengeance on the main tier. This is personal. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Real quick sidebar, I found out why Japan drives on the left. Oh, go on. And it's because of a relationship with Britain in developing their train network. Oh, uh, okay. Britain suggested Britain. putting them on the left. Basically, and... we used to rule the world, and everyone yep. just went along with what we said. And so, yeah, so they said because because of that, they just did it, and then because trains are so ubiquitous there, when they started having cars. It, it just, just became. Made sense. Yeah. It just made sense. They also, I don't know how much of this I believe, but there's a whole section on this article about. It also had to do with the samurai, so that's how what side of the road they walked on because of samurai swords being on certain sides. You know the way that they carried. The, I get the it. Katana. I assume. I assume if you're right-handed, so, you carry it on yep. your left right. hip, and you want to be able to pull across. Right. The so yeah. Right. So. I don't know how much of that's true, but according to this, the, but the train one definitely, and I think I remember reading that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so back yeah. to the uh, the book here. Suicide Squad. Uh, so the yeah, we could take on Locke right now, and we didn't expect people to actually die. You know, we kind of underestimated mm-hmm. Locke and kind of that, and even even Harley and Deadshot at one point say, you know, like Waller was an evil scumbag, but she was our evil scumbag. So she knew where she stood, yeah. and so also someone's pulling the strings on Locke and they've put that together is that yeah. Locke's the, the stern do what I say but he's not the one that's, I, that's pulling the strings. Actually remember see the mission that uh, Boomerang killed her wife and uh-huh. severed her arm was that a suicide squad, squad mission? Uh, so that's they were what backing, they think it was. That's what they think they, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were there backing them up and so um, yeah and it was a friendly fire so the fact that, that Osita says that it was friendly fire means that was from their side so it mm. had to be yeah, we um, we don't know what who was on the squad at that time. We don't know no. if Harley and Deadshot were on that mission. But we um, know that Boomerang was. Yes. And that, you know. Um, but what I like here, too, is that the, the you know, Osita's team, they've gone out of their way to draw Locke's attention to basically bring them down from the inside. And they're going to shut down Task Force. That's hard to say. Suicide Squad. I'm just going to call them that. Task Force uh, sex is not a hard sentence, yeah. man. Task, for me, it is. Felt like I was having a stroke, Pete. <laughs> he just kept wanting to say four. Stop touching yourself yeah. during the podcast, Matt. It's inappropriate. 
What? <laughs> uh, I was trying to get you. Took a second. Yeah, you ever heard um, the old joke about the three grannies sitting on a bench and a, a naked man runs up to them? The first old granny has a stroke, the second one has a stroke, and then the third one couldn't reach. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very British joke. Very British joke. So, uh, anyways, um, they've all been put in into place, and then they didn't realize that Locke was playing for business with the bombs when they blew up the the, the first kid. Uh, in that first issue, mm-hmm. and and so now they had to basically accelerate it, and they're gonna have to get rid of Harley and Deadshot in order to have this happen. Well, no, uh, no, I, either that or they're on board. So this is the thing: is Harley goes off to talk with Deadshot, and Deadshot's on board yep. because basically it's like, yeah, this this is going to kill me this mission, and even just for back talking to Locke, Locke try to add yep. a year onto his sentence for for yep. for giving him shit. So he's like, no, we have to do this. So Harley basically kind of, you know. Agrees. Goes along for the ride. Yeah. Yep. So she's like, "I'm on board," and I was like, "Yeah, we were kind of talking about killing you." And I was like, "Well, I won't take that personally because so lots of people plan to kill me. Yeah. I decided not to take it personally. Honestly, so... that was the line where I started yeah. reading this Harley in the the Harley Quinn animated voice. Yeah, like, it, it fit in with that. And maybe just I've, I've I've watched it recently, but uh-huh. yeah, I'd also watched Birds of Prey not that long ago, and and it fits more with the the animated Harley than it does with Margot yeah. Robbie's. So they yeah. find Boomerang in. Uh, in a junkyard and uh the um, Our graveyard yeah jog runs in because obviously hey he's dealt yeah. with speedsters before you know this and yes he's exactly he's dealt with speedsters before maybe don't send him the thing that he's just fighting nope. and we end the issue with jog on fire because boomerang rigged some explosions right. next to him so yep here we are uh, so that final page is great, but it. it looks fantastic. So I will say this: I think this does a great job. Like you say, I've been really consistent with the art, and to the point where, if it wasn't for the fact that I checked the names, I wouldn't have known. I don't think that it had switched without really like getting the last yeah. issue out and scrutinizing I, it. I wonder if it's the same inker as well, because inkers usually do yeah. a really good job of keeping it consistent. With you know, if someone pencils really thin, they'll add you know, go extra thick to make it feel the same. Yeah. So. Um, so I wonder if it is so i i didn't even feel the change so on that front i can't really complain so if if, if some peer ends up just been the one that sticks around and we don't go back then i guess i'm okay with that if, if yeah. we jump back and forth between the two of them yeah i i think uh i think we're on for a winning team here yeah so no uh surprise surprise suicide squad was great i mean was anyone expecting that i, I mean i loved every panel of this book like mm-hmm. i was not expecting to laugh out loud as much as I did at this, even though I know uh, so it's a funny book, I was literally sitting here laughing multiple times, and it's rare that I do that reading a comic. Uh, Joe, it's funny. It may, someone that go ahead, Pete. I was gonna say it may actually be my least favorite issue so far, but it's still great. So I can't. I think I, can't I think fall. it's one of my favorite. I think my my favorite issue so far in that it's just it, it it winds right in on the comedy and gives us a lot of a uh, uh, character stuff, especially between, you know, Deadshot and Harley, you know, kind of having that, that moment. Uh, I, I think the, heart heart. the book's been so good at like having like really paced out action sequences and like sort of like them sneaking into like places or, or the action kind of overlapping. It, it, it does a really good job of doing that kind of like hasting where you'll hear a plan and they'll be acting it out as we're hearing it or, or vice versa. And I, I think this issue would maybe miss that a little bit, but I mean, I, I say it's the weakest. I, I mean that in a slightest way where i just didn't think it was as amazing as the previous couple uh, i but... think it's up to up to par i like it a lot uh but the the range i'm working in here is very small yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's a very small range so 
Uh, I'm trying to find the inker name so we can compare it. And it's uh, it was right at the start because they did their credits really early on. Uh, no, Juan, but I have to look up oh, Baron. issue one. And then oh, I mean, it's I not... just uh, yeah. Give me a second. Yeah, my you. my computer's acting up. It won't let me look up things. Yeah, let me just uh, check the last issue for you real quick. Last issue. Uh, no, actually, I believe uh, Bruno Redondo looks like does his own art, uh, own yeah. inks. Oh, okay. So they're so just doing a great job of imitating one. the style, and then yep. I, and then the colorist really doing pulling heavy duty yep. on it and making that consistent. I, I think in terms of doing this show, it's one of the best transitions of barely being mm -hmm. noticeable between artists that we've had. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. props yeah. were props. I, I mean, I literally just looked at like two pages back to back, and I can still barely tell the difference and you yeah. know I, when I'm, I'm looking for it so i can see it but it's so subtle in terms of just okay well we're being on this style guide that it, it it's great at it all right matt what are you giving it i'm gonna give this an 8.5 connor i'm going right up with a 9.5 i love this issue Oof. Uh, i'm gonna go with 8.5 but like i say that's the low end for this book so far for me so i mean i'm hardly hardly complaining uh, so that'll take us on to Amethyst issue two. I don't even know who read this, but someone read it. Not me. I like how you didn't ask if any of us read it. You just assumed someone read it. No, someone said they saw it to read earlier on. I just can't remember who. Yeah, it was me. Uh, Matt, did you ever read the first issue? I did not. Okay. No, yeah. so it's just me then. Um, this is still, uh, you know, it's Amy Reader doing, you know, writing and art. Uh, there's a really nice uh, flashback at the start of this, which sets up a lot of themes for the for the rest of the issue and probably a lot of the rest of the book. Uh, it's like three years ago when she's just gone to Gem World for the first time. She's wearing a, a Superman T-shirt. And it's, you know, these not not quite rulers, but, you know, the, the, the kind of council of, of Am Amethyst City, I guess, uh, the Amethyst Realm Kingdom. Um Kind of just, you know, explaining to her what had happened with her parents, you know, that they've died and that, you know, she's got to you know, live up to their legacy and you know, they're going to help her rule and such. And, and, you know, and not being sinister about it. Um, obviously, we cut over the bit where they give us all the exposition of what had happened because we all know that. Um, but there's, you know, there's this really nice touch of her kind of talking about how she feels like she's, you know, she, she, she's never been here before. She feels like a foreigner. Um, and she even calls herself an alien. And, you know, her being in the Superman shirt uh, really works to kind of, liken that to how she feels and you know what what she's kind of relating to back on earth um but there's a really big bit where the the advisors kind of talk about how you know, you know we're going to teach you how to fight um because and she's like well, you know well i don't fight that's what the bad guys do it's like well you know good guys fight too we got to fight to to protect those who can't protect themselves and in the interest of gem world and you know and, and as you might put it on earth we're the good guys and you kind of go uh oh that that can't end well um but we cut ahead to the present day, and yeah, and Amethyst is still like you know, really confused that people hate her. Because there's a nice transition. The last thing that one of the advisors says is, you know, um, you're a part of House Amethyst, the most respected and honored realm in all of Gem World. And then you know, it cuts to this moment three years later, and it's people going, her asking for help for her people, and you know, going, hey, why aren't you going to help do what we're going to do? She's in a, a different house now, Sapphire now, after being in uh, wherever it was last issue. Uh, and they're like, oh, since when are you respected and honored? We don't care about you. Go away. Uh, you know. And they, they send her through a trap door. Um, it's, it's her with a friend, Foss, I think it was her name. Yeah, and the uh, the big alien centipede worm, Stan. 
<laughs> but uh, still a, a weird thing. But you know, whatever. Um, but they they get down to the, you know, the bottom of this trap door, and you know, there's these like dog wolf things that are going to chase them, and they have to run away on Stan. And Stan, it turns out, can run really fast. Um, but they they go on a, on a on a boat is where they run to, and they're going to uh, Aquamarine next. But there's a whole thing here of it's it's all about her learning that she's got to travel amongst the common people and kind of understand who she was. She's always been fed like these things from royal advisors. Like, this is the situation she doesn't really understand because she flies everywhere. She never interacts with anyone. And you know her her friends like this is this is why you don't get it. Um, but you know, last issue, you know her friend uh, her. You know, her, her roommate, or whatever it was, is uh, you know, really into Earth stuff. That's why the the, the centipede's called Stan, because they just like Earth names and stuff. Mm. Um, but she shows her the the crystal healing book that her parents got and was like, "Look at this rubbish." And she's like, "Well, have you tried it?" She's like, "No, it just it doesn't work on Earth." And they're like, "Well, let's give it a try. Maybe it's different here. Maybe they're onto something." And they talk about how you know uh, amethyst is supposed to be like you know, aims your third eye, uh, you know, unless you see things. So they make her lie down and, you know, try it. And it's like, hey, in your mind's eye, you know, say, you know, grant me access to your view of truth. And then you, you see the the amethyst gem on her head kind of swirl. And then she kind of wakes up. She kind of astral projects into the amethyst inside her, you know, the, 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 that she's wearing. She's inside that. And she can then kind of look through amethyst elsewhere. So she kind of like sees... You know, her, her Earth parents have like a, an amethyst crystal ball kind of on their table because, of course, they do. And you know, she's seeing them at home, and, and it turns out, you know, she's like, oh, she realizes she can direct this to see through amethyst anywhere, and she's using this to try and find, you know, all her people who are missing. At this, but she's like, well, you know, they must have some amethyst on her. Um, they, they must do, and she finally sees them. They're all in Lord Opal's uh, chambers prison that we kind of saw before, and they're all imprisoned inside amethyst um, and then the the big moment here is when she sees her parents as well and we knew from the the you know the, the reveal in the last issue that they were still alive but this is her learning now that they've been alive the entire time just trapped in in uh, opal's world in amethyst and that she could have been doing something to save them um, it makes a point of showing the advisors here as well trapped in amethyst but again there's something in the back of your head kind of just going I don't know how trustworthy they are after they made such a big point of saying her parents are dead, uh, you know, and but they were the good guys. So even though they seem trapped, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but she kind of wakes up after this um, and kind of just goes off on one and she's she's freaking out. And uh, she seems to faint at the end. Um, and, and, but it's, it's unclear whether it's an actual fainting, you know, like just she's just fainted or if there's some side effect of, of what she just did. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out. If, if it is just fair, that makes sense because uh, obviously this was quite a huge revelation that she's just taken in and she's not handling it that well. But I do wonder if there is some side effect going on. Um, but no, it's a, it's a really solid read. Um, it goes in really quick. Uh, the art is is very uh, unique. It's not like anything else that, that DC is putting out right now. Um, pretty nice. Um, color palette again it, it seems to be working really well in the you know it's obviously she's all in purple because that's amethyst but when we're in sapphire near the start there's lots of blues and i don't just mean even in the the blue gems i mean the lights are blue and you know the, the way they design their world is around that deep blue of the sapphire and even like their tunnels have that 
and then when we get to you know aquamarine you know at the end we're going towards there on the boat uh it's all these light blues instead uh and it's uh it's really nice the way that this color palettes work i don't know if any readers the colors as well uh yeah it looks like she does um so uh that, that's really solid uh, i give it a solid seven i'd say that'll take us on to far sector issue five nk jameson uh, or jemson sorry on the on the writing with jamala campbell on the art uh so this gives us more of the backstory and more how she ended up with the gig uh, doesn't really have super detail yet about the offer itself, but we see her history as uh, as a cop and how she mm-hmm. was essentially let go. And I, I like that it kind of makes us assume something in the writing, and then yep. she says, "No, that's not even why I was fired. I was fired for this other yep. thing, which is like, I mean, because the, the first thing is unjust because she she reports on her partner for police brutality, and we right? assume when we read that in the flashback, okay, that's because she's complaining that she's been let it's go." Her. And she's, right. she's drinking. And then we found out, no, no, it's because some friend tagged her on Facebook uh, in a Black Lives Matter post and that, like, violated their social media it, policy. It seemed to be, right. like, like, maybe while she was on, like, some... She, she was probably under investigation for yep. what mm-hmm. had happened before. And then, well, you're under investigation, so, you know, any strikes from that point is that, instantly firing. That's, 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 well, that's what the case is in a lot of workplaces. And it's... And I also read the context, too, like... They were looking for any reason after she reported. Yeah. Right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the fact that she tried to do what was right, and it's a sense of wanting to do what's right, which attracts what seems to be a rogue guardian. Um, like, this kind of reminded me of Kyle Rayner's uh, yeah, origin a bit. I get that. Right? Mm. Um, reaching out, and it would explain why her ring's different. Yeah, we and get a really good look at it um, in uh-huh. this, and just the, the just the visual design and how it's uh-huh. completely different. Like it's got this solid yeah. gem in it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. There's a lot of context in this issue. We see her parents uh, kind of having a divorce. Nine Eleven happens, and we see like them reacting right. to that because she's from New York, and yeah, uh, and her yeah. And her, um, her, and her father are kind of helping people, and like sort of like you know we yep. see her father like, carrying someone and. Uh, so it gives us all this stuff, but then we see the, you know her getting harassed during a graduation and told to leave if they're not buying anything, and just you know just you know general kind of discrimination. Um, and yep. she goes in the military and she comes back and she ends up being a cop and that. And like, like each kind of stage is marred with some kind of like sort of downbeat disaster, whether it's something big like the terrorist attack or something like she's just right. in a different country and she's seen the 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 turmoil, or she's a cop and she's seen her police yeah. uh, beat someone up, you know, yeah. unjustly in that. And it's her, basically, her background is almost why she's perfect to go to this, this city, right? Because the, the book starts off with a re-breakdown of, of the different uh, races that live there. It's almost right? like they were listening to this podcast and heard me complain that it was hard to remember things. Yeah. And they put in kind yes. of a recap. It wasn't completely, but there was a little bit no. of a, a context. But it, it reminds you of the ones that are, you know... Um, more primate, earth primate-like, and then the ones that are carnivorous plants, you know, and then you have the ones that are um, basically AI. digital beings, yeah, that, that aren't really there, but they are, like, it's this weird thing, and um, yeah, and then her her kind of life in the city. So this is a nice downbeat issue compared to how it had been ramping up with each progressive thing where you find out, the, you know, basically the, the shut-off dealers and how that doesn't apply to the richer people and the, you know, the context that was there. And here's more of the downbeat, her trying to adjust to being in the city 
and then you know what her investigation's uncovering. So I kind of like the fact that she was a cop, and this might be the first. This might be the first Green Lantern I know of that was a an actual law enforcement mm. person before getting the ring. It's right? an interesting dynamic, at least in terms of Earth Lanterns, definitely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because you know, Hal was a, a test pilot, and John was an architect that was in the Marines, but. His primary that's, job that's is That's not law enforcement. No, no. I, 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 right? I think what's interesting to me about this is that if we end up, you know, folding her into the mainline DCU, because, I mean, this is not technically out of continuity, yeah. but at the same time, it's so separate that it doesn't feel right. connected Might to well be. Uh, It'd be interesting to see if it if they do fold it in and, like, sort of see her interact with the others and have someone who actually is a cop on Earth and has been a cop on Earth mm-hmm. and how, the, how that mixes yeah. in with the other Green Lanterns. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah. also, like, between this and, and Teen Lantern, there's an awful lot of weird stuff going on with the with the green spectrum, right? Like, mm-hmm. Teen Lantern's being able to hack into it. This ring seems to be off the grid because it, it recharges itself based off of her will. So yeah. it will recharge, but it, it's it, not, not in a traditional to the battery. way. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just weird that those are some of the you know ongoing things and, and i like the change to the lantern mythos anytime you can play with that a little bit and make it distinct i i enjoy it yeah. but yeah. No, i do oh, appreciate yeah. I, I, how this could be in continuity or not at the end they can just decide yes or no do we yeah. want this or not yeah and they, right. they, way. they have the choice uh what i like about the and then the plot advancement here because obviously most of this is based on the flashbacks and based on what's going on mm-hmm. uh but there's a bit of advancement at the end where the the murderer the one who ate the uh the victim in the second issue or the end of the first issue uh turned out like she was a vegetarian essentially before right. this so it, it, this was like very out of character for whoever it, this is right it's really Those, rare for their uh, race at all right yeah. they're the catopoli right that's, yes. that's them yeah for them and, and to vegetarian it's super expensive and and they right? tell, so, the word he uses as well was blasphemous and blasphemous, right? And so, basically, by them doing that, they were desperate and they were pushed beyond a point, and that someone was kind of manipulating them past this point. And so it, it you know, uh, it starts to dig that up a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, no, really, the art still does not quit. It's, it, it's even, one of those weird things where it's it's probably like one of my least favorite issues. It's so downbeat. Yeah. Um, and it's there's comparatively little going on, but it's still really good. I think this yeah. is an important issue. If I that it may even be my favorite because it, it's taking the time to let me get to know the character. I, no, that's the thing. I think it's extremely important in the context of the book as a whole, but in terms of just okay overall story as I'm reading it, it's the less ex- it's the least exciting one to read for sure. Uh, that that's, that's 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 a subjective thing, I think, because to me ultimately the character stuff is what makes me care about everything that's going on and without that so to me this is kind of the exciting stuff like uh after a while just throwing the big concepts around like they're just big concepts they need something to anchor it, and this was the anchoring mm-hmm. and i think that's mm-hmm. super important so yeah uh no uh, that's issue five of first sector uh matt mm-hmm. what are you giving it um this is 8.5 car uh straight eight from me mm uh i will i'll give it a straight as well i think so and we should know too that before all the the chaos that's happening about shipping this was supposed to go to buy monthly 
two for whatever reason. Yeah, it was switching to bi-monthly. I mean, that right. may not happen now because if if they if they get right. enough issues done in and the off time, then it all depends right. on how long we're off for. Yeah, it? right. Uh, and so if that's the case, then cool because I really do enjoy this book. Yeah, I actually I did so... hear, I did hear this week that uh, like basically when the printers are opened again it would be mm-hmm. like two more weeks before books actually came out from then so right uh so at a minimum we're looking at at least three weeks of no printed books that's the absolute minimum this could be yeah i know um I, this isn't exactly might not be what dc have but uh boom when they put out their statement earlier said the next two weeks worth of books are printed and they are at diamond ready to be shipped mm um whether that is kind of the the case for most companies where they're kind of oh all right two weeks are already done and but we can't do anything with them right now i I don't know i don't know maybe boom we're just ahead in their schedules Uh, yeah it's hard to say but it's just important to remember that even if diamond open up to well like tomorrow but like if the printers are are rather i should say uh start working again tomorrow it would be at least two weeks before we get to the books that they can start printing so uh just keep that in mind. So basically, you have to add on two. So whenever they come back, it's another two weeks after that before we start getting books again. Uh, and that's assuming yeah. Diamond is still distributing them. Yeah, of course. The yeah. Uh, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is it's at least three weeks from today. That's assuming that. That's assuming that again they start printing very soon. Like you know, so it's probably going to be at least a month. Is what 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 we're saying. Three weeks seems to be the the thing that a lot of places are saying. Like I know my workplace is saying three weeks minimum but we'll go from there uh i know the, the you know the the uk you know, l- you know lockdown was right three weeks and then we'll reevaluate. uh yep. so that just seems to be the accepted time period to, to judge it in three week blocks for now <laughs> yes uh so we'll see uh but hey uh all right uh, that'll take us on to batman curse of the white knight issue eight luckily they got the final issue of this out uh just before this break oh thank yep. god they did yeah so Batman sabotages the other vehicles so that he's the only one going after mm-hmm. Azrael, and we get a big showdown uh, at the dam, at the reservoir, uh, mm-hmm. where Batman is either going to decide to go through with killing Azrael or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, of course, the big dramatic beat is that he obviously does decide to save him. He does slash his throat, but he does save yeah. him afterwards. So what I liked here was that not only... You got to see unhinged Bruce, which I kind of liked. Normally I wouldn't, but him hitting Azrael with the hook and then dragging him behind the car, hitting the brake so he hits the back and then turning the afterburner on him. <laughs> it was, it so was good. almost, it was Looney Tunes esque, but I still dug it. You know, like, um, oh, and, Murphy and then has the, so much fun with this book, stuff like that, and then the, yeah. the car turn into the boat. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, because keep in um, mind again, the Batmobile that he's driving here is the Batman '89 movie Batmobile, but yep. it transforms into, a, and it's got a few panels, so you get to see kind of what the transformation actually looks like. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah. I, I really appreciate that actually that it didn't just go from one to the next. You you had like three panels of this conversion happening. Yep. That's yeah, really cool. and there's a, there's a oh. point actually where uh, Asriel's about to kill Bruce. And Dick mm-hmm. actually has gotten another car working and like rams Azrael with the car. So that's a, that's a big. <laughs> he he launches a car at him. I love it. So it's a, it's a big fist pumping moment, and Dick tries to talk yeah. Bruce out of. And this was my thing. Like I was I was ready to be annoyed that Batman has a gun, no. but Dick does immediately address it. Says, "Is that a gun?" And like really sort of gives him shit for it. So it didn't yeah. feel too bad because of that. It felt like it... the characters were addressing it in the story. 
and this dynamic is something that's been missing for for a while now in in the mainline continuity of, of Dick and Bruce and him going come on man you you're supposed to you know you adopted me right and but we learn from each other and we'll always have issues right but at the same time you're better than this uh, we yeah. can have disagreements but this is just not you I like Bruce being like, Dick well, that we both know who down. the better man is, though. And, yeah, and Dick's, Dick doesn't even like deny it. He's like, yeah, yeah, but come on, just yeah, do it the right on. way. Yeah. So I, I loved all that. And then Azrael, of course, gets away and then shows up at the Coast Guard to steal a, a, a helicopter because he's still bringing mm-hmm. the stand down. Uh, so I, I liked all that, too. Um, he's not going to stop. He is on a suicide mission. That was ultimately what he wanted. It was either he was going to kill himself by blowing up the dam, right, because he has terminal cancer, or he's going to make Batman do it. So Batman has to live with it. So, um, yeah, and of course, and, there's, and, a, there's a and, sequence in the middle here where uh, Bruce starts having little flashbacks. He sees something that reminds him of yep. Alfred. He sees something that reminds him of Dick. Uh, we have all these these little moments kind of g- going throughout, and even Gordon as well is a good moment. I thought that was a, yeah. a really powerful page yeah, it's a two-page spread is in the car mm-hmm. and it's got you know it's got these uh smaller panels in the middle punctuating it like you know like he says looks over at the rapiers and then thinks of alfred and i, I thought those moments all worked really well and i feel like the the series uh, and you know and the previous book has has justified these moments mm. yeah yeah so um, batman gets his rapiers also gotta... out. they have a fight on top of the the huh. boat uh in the water uh completely you know Lots of action packed, lots of flying around, jumping around, uh, Murphy doing his art, ending in the slash, and then Bruce, of course, decides that he can't be, he can't be that, because 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 Asriel, as he's maybe dying, says, you know, you've just eliminated yeah. the last Wayne, you finally completed, yeah. you know, what was started all that time ago, and Bruce's like, no, I'm not going to let you die, and uh, you know, first aid kit, yeah, first aid I like kit. how there is a moment of contemplation first though, where he stands there and he thinks about it. Like it's yeah. not just a, he doesn't just rush straight to it. He, because I no. feel like that would have been, uh, that would have almost felt like it was too easy given mm-hmm. how in the moment he well, was and how gung ho he was about, you know, just shooting him like 10 minutes it's, ago. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then the follow is, yeah, I do. And then he goes and does it. So um, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that hesitation there. Yeah. Um, and then the, the whole thing here, which I, I figured Connor would get a kick out of. Uh, that the last night of of Saint Dumas, right? Is that Jason Blood? I think it That's is. Gotta be, it it's the same like priest. The, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, he's got the white streak in the hair, so I was yep, yep. I was working on that assumption. Yeah, and Bruce says yep. goodbye to everyone. Uh, shakes the mm-hmm. new commissioner. Well, doesn't shake her hand. She gets handcuffed by her, but he shakes everyone else's hand. Yeah. Bullock. Uh, what's your and what's your angle? I like that. I also tell the Duke he'd make a great Robin. I thought that uh, was a yeah. fun, yeah. fun and, piece. And Harley's going to like save him and say, no, you don't have to go to prison. I'll, yeah. I'll get you out of here. He's like, no, no, I have to do this. Uh, so mm-hmm. he insists on going. She gets out and, like, you know, I think, like, you know, Duke and Bill exceed Harley get so, out. So they're aware of what was about to happen and yeah. are kind of like, okay, no, he made the choice not to go with her. And, yeah, so we, we see, we got, like, a montage, essentially, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, going around yeah. showing that Billick's been promoted. Uh, the press are kind of like talking about how they're missing Batman. Lucius Fox is distributing all the wealth that Bruce has left behind mm-hmm. for the city. Yeah, turning all everything into non-profits and charitable yeah. organizations. Yep. And then we get the big ending where Connor's favorite character is finally introduced into the White Knight universe. I don't hate this, though, because they brought him up a couple times throughout this. 
especially in this issue. And once he showed up and I saw the name tag, I went, ah, oh, Murphy, oh, what are you doing? And it, and I think that it, it worked because Bruce is sitting in, in his or his, uh, his prison oranges, right, the jumpsuit, and a voice just tells him, you know, we all know that you're planning on getting out. You know, there's no cell there's no that can hold, hold you. Yeah. Right. So that's why they called me. Uh, and he goes, you're right. And he goes, there's got to be another reason because you asked for me. And it's flipping Jason Todd dressed in what looks like a military police uniform. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I love the shadows. I know it makes no sense. Yeah. And there's no logical reason for the lighting of this. But you see, you know, at the, the, the top uh-huh. of this Bruce sitting there and the, the cowl shadows there. And then, you know, that final... Uh, bit where, where it's kind of revealing who he is and it's the, the Batman and Robin shadow and like yep. there is no reason there is no way that that works in the light with that nope. stood but I don't care nope. yeah, it works not. though and I do love that he tries it though he tries to justify it with the way that Jason's standing Yeah, and, and, right? and to the point like you know when he says there's another reason why you asked me to come nope. here uh, Bruce says you're right we need to. I want to talk, and that's the. So it yeah. ends in a cliffhanger. It ends. This is clearly seeding another story. Uh, it ends with yeah. Batman saying that he wants to talk to Jason about something. Uh, so this is clearly setting up part three. Uh, yeah, the, which is no real surprise given that he's talked yeah. about how there's going to be more. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, here's here's not, what I want to take away. We're not doing that next though. It's for just worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, they're right. doing like the side thing first, right? With the. Well, we don't know when they're doing yeah. things exactly. Uh, we know. Murphy's personal plan is he's going to go and work on a book that he's crowdfunded and then come back to White Knight 3. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know that, that DC have greenlit spin-offs that they want yeah. Murphy yeah, to oversee. Yeah, but wasn't Murphy also working on like a, a Catwoman or was it Poison Ivy? Yeah, I think Ivy? he's oh. co-writing that Catwoman thing. Yeah. But I think that's just he a side thing. Um, yeah. Okay. But I, I think uh, in terms of what he's actually writing and working on, it's his his crowdfunded book and then White Knight 3. And we know he's starting and setting up spin-off projects that DC have asked him to, but we don't know whether they'll be coming before or after the next volume of this. Right. Which is probably going to be more akin to like the the uh, Freeze one, right? Something along those lines. Uh, probably, yeah. I think it's yeah. more though, he's, he's not even going to write all of it. He'll give them an outline right. uh, and ideas right. that he wants it to hit and they'll kind of... Plotted by, yeah. right. I, I, I got a more feeling of kind of how the Hellboy, Hellboy universe got yeah. treated. Like, oh, and Mignola started all of it and then after a while it's like, hey, yo, here's some beats. Do you want to kind of run with this story? To, right. To this is where it has to fit in, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to bring up one thing. So, so Harley, when she says goodbye, she draws a heart in the rain. Yeah. This is not a romantic thing, right? This is a full platonic, you know, they're basically family, right? Because uh... I argued with the guy at my shop two issues ago that he felt that they were, that Murphy's trying to do a romance with I feel... Harley That's the, that's the and thing. As fun as this book is, I do feel like Murphy does fall into traps, uh, you know, like tropes and yeah. cliches. And I feel like this is why these yeah. things were... I could see Murphy going that route and it feeling a little bit just kind of like it's just the obvious fan service thing you do, but it's the I sort of thing like Murphy would just do. I kind of don't mind it in the sense because it's embracing the cliches and the, the cheese and, and just kind of going all in on it and going, yeah, so what? And it's making it work for me. Um, see, not with me. Not, not this. I don't get the vibe that she romantically loves him. I feel like there's an admiration of who Bruce Wayne is for what he's done, right? 
and allowed her to be, you know, Harleen Quinzel again, and then was there when her twins were born and helped him with Jack. Just for her to jump to Bruce after Jack. Not Marty Make. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think part of that might be her absolute, you know, dependency. She needs to have someone there. Yeah, and and that, that might be part of what the, that yeah. the next story explores or a spin-off with her explores is you know, maybe it's maybe yeah. she doesn't actually like Bruce. It's not about Bruce, it's that she right. has to throw herself at have someone there. Right. And that's fine. If that's what it is, cool. Because I never got any romantic vibes actually between them during this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So but when I saw that heart on there, I went, oh, I don't want my guy at the shop to be right. That's what it boils down to. Because <laughs> uh, that's what he threw out like two issues ago for issue six. Um, so, but but yeah, um, it's definitely a different world that Murphy's done because um, as I checked, uh, Asriel killed off a good number of, of Arkham inmates. Um, oh, so yeah. That, at least... I... everyone, everyone but Ivy. Right. Yeah, I okay. I like this more, okay. the more than the first book, uh, mainly because I didn't really like a lot of the Napier stuff in the first book. Yeah. But um, it's funny. It's Paul. Sometimes it goes over a line, uh, mm-hmm. and like a potential romance with them would be over a line. I think at one yeah. point, uh, Nightwing in this issue has a a holy something something Batman. Yeah. Uh, I like that. that was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but like, it, you know, it's a fun read. It looks great. Uh. It's just been emotionally good, you know. Everything dealing with Gordon's death, this, this, uh, this, this series, even or one of the best things in the first series was Alfred's death, actually. Yeah. So getting to do all these big moments, um, and that, that's maybe one of the things that makes Alfred's death and King's Run look really bad is that Murphy How already well this is handled. Had, Murphy had already done it in White Knight, and it was way better. <laughs> yeah. That that said, uh, in part three, I I hope, I hope we get this world's version of Ra's al Ghul. I, I need I it. See After that. seeing Asriel and just the ramping up and they built uh, and him trying to take over Gotham without Batman, right? Like what, you know, this is his moment now. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to see what Murphy does with that and the mythology there. And he's already building, he's hinted at the demon, right? With Etrigan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. honestly, but... it's, there is very little that he could say that would make me go, oh, I really don't want to read this now. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, whatever you want to do, I'm there. Yep, uh, yep. That's kind of how I feel right now. Mm. All right. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Matt, what are you giving Curse of the White Knight uh, issue eight? I'm, I'm giving this a 9.5. <laughs> Connor? I love this book. I mean, I'm, I'm going a little bit lower, but I'm still giving it a nine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I will give it a, a, an 8.5, which I guess puts me in the lower end, but I mean, it's still really good, so there you go. Uh, now I'll take us on to our final book of the week. It is Basketful of Heads, issue 6. Not the final issue, this is a 7-issue book, so there's one more left. Unfortunately, a really awkward time. But And this is an awkward one, because this was originally meant to be 6 issues and got extended to 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is issue 6, Joe Hill, Leo Max... Uh, obviously doing the book uh, and this is basically a second exposition issue yeah uh, kind of yeah I mean is that a complaint are you complaining I mean, a little bit even though I yeah. like a lot of what this is I do I did feel it back to back these two issues the pacing's like, okay. off yeah, from where maybe, it was. maybe this should have been six issues and mm-hmm. we could have condensed this and the last issue kind of into one somehow because well, I felt it... like a lot of this was just Here's, here's all the backstory for everything that happened before the book, two issues, you know, and then we'll go into the last issue after this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, 
And I didn't get the threat of the sheriff or the captain, whatever he is here, uh, until the last. Like, if he's meant to be the big bad, I, they they could have seeded it in the last one a little bit more, right? And then here it, it's you know, here's he had the shadowy villain aspect to him, and not just because at the end where he you know, full on beats the crap out of the heroine. Um, yeah, just to, just to actually go through what's in, in the issue here, it opens with her uh, cutting off, the, not surprisingly, I had, uh, she cuts right. off the, the, the son's head, the sheriff's son's head. Uh, the but not before her severing her own thumb to slip from the handcuffs. Yeah, so she's lost Which... a finger, much like her boyfriend. Oof. Her and her boyfriend, yep. they both have lost fingers. Uh, Honestly, one of my favorite bits is that she's walking through the police station with a bloody hand, and she she leans on the wall, mm-hmm. and there's just no thumbprint, like, there's no thumb there on the handprint. Yep. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, really, yeah, really good yep, touch. Yep. Uh, so one of the things that I really like about all this exposition, though, is how it all came from really untrustworthy sources. Mm-hmm. So whenever they talk about her boyfriend and they talk about, all, you know, he was flirting with all these girls and all this right. stuff that he was doing all summer, there was a point in this issue where I kind of stopped and thought about it. Wait a minute. These people are, like, so untrustworthy, especially since eventually, like, uh, there's, like, a little twist here. The long-haired guy, like, kind of came on to him. And yeah. I, I almost felt like he's the one who told her everything about him flirting with girls. And I'm like, it sounds like yeah. he was just jealous now, now in hindsight. Well, I, yeah. I think it was what I noticed as well is the art did not necessarily accurately portray. Sometimes it was showing yeah. us the truth. Yeah. And sometimes it was exaggerating even further because there's yeah. a bit early on where this is, oh, you know, you know, he, he always had a few uh, half the buttons on his shirt undone. Mm-hmm. And then on that same panel, as you see the image, he has no buttons done up whatsoever. Yeah. Right. I'm like, well, OK, that's it. Already making me not trust this, and I actually really like the personal touch of that that twist because uh, this desire to get this tape back, you know, whatever's on this tape that's going to incriminate them. Mm-hmm. I, I I like the idea that one of these guys who's closeted is also personally wanting to make sure that his his secret's not on there as well. Like that's why he's so yep. determined to get it back. So I I like that little personal touch to it, so that it wasn't just uh you know the the the, the, the raw crime aspect of it, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I like the, the insanity of like her threatening to cut off their ears and stuff because he's like, no, you're going to call your father and tell him everything's okay. And of course, it backfires on, on her a little bit because it turns out they had a code word in case something was up, uh, which, is yeah. how, which is how she gets caught because she obviously goes out to the boat uh, to get her boyfriend at the end of the issue and the captain doubles back because he knows something's up. Uh, and with the cliffhanger is her being thrown into the water with her hands tied, so it looks like she's going to drown. Of course, I expect... And, and, she's, and she's attached to an anchor as well. And an anchor, yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, but there's some great visuals here. I loved her when she was going to the marina and she's just got the raincoat on and she's, like, standing on the, the cliff edge with the, the axe and the basket full of heads. Yeah, yeah, it's a great image. Like, if that was a teaser poster, right, like, that'd be pretty great for, really? the, for the eventual. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh. yeah, just the pacing a little bit off, but I still like. Yeah, a lot I have of to admit, I, yeah, you two started off with this negativity, and I have to say, I don't agree with any of it. <laughs> I was, no, I was I into this issue. The thing is, I, I like what's in the issue, but in mm-hmm. just in terms of the story as a whole, I really felt like okay, we're going to a halt for two issues in a row now to have the backstory, and I really did feel it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it at all because you you two started off with the sentiment that you both shared, and it really it set a tone for this review, and I feel like I don't agree with any of it. Uh, for me, this flowed perfectly fine, and I actually enjoyed sort of twisting and turning because it kind of like put a new light in the exposition from last time. Um, so for me, in the context again of this, just kind of being like a ninety-minute movie and like where we are in the story here, 
um it just kind of all felt like it made sense to me that a big, a big chunk of the story is like kind of her time with the the son and all yeah. the stuff that comes out from that if, 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 in, if, in the uh, sense of a 90 minute movie i felt like instead of having seven minutes of exposition mm-hmm. here we got 15 and i didn't need that much uh, in one in one go is is, is kind of how mm-hmm. i feel i don't yeah. it, it ever it ever hit me at all um at, at all so um i i was really into this and then the threat of the the the, the sheriff coming back at the end and just like the, the fight and her reaching for the axe we know that she's quite handy with that axe now she's decapitated like three people <laughs> she's yeah. really good with that axe and she's trying to get to it but she just can't and it, she gets tied yeah. up and she's yeah you know she's uh screwed at the end so yeah, it uh it got super dark there at the end like i don't know how she that, that said i didn't know how she was gonna out of the last one mm-hmm. and then you find out that she had she had cut out there's none of that here unless she managed to free her boyfriend mm-hmm. before you know like and, and he can dive in and Save it her definitely didn't look like whatever. it. He was still tied no. up as she was being grabbed out. But I mean, but who knows? I have no way of how how they get out of this. Yeah. time travel is not an option, right? It's a magic axe, not not a time turner. Yeah, so. actually, one of the things that I really liked is in backstory as well, is because we find, obviously we kind of get the hint of this last time that there's obviously the sheriff and those are all corrupt and they've they've got a mm-hmm. drug empire in the town. <laughs> I kind of like this idea that if anyone from outside the town comes in to sell drugs, like they, they like the sheriff will put them put an end to it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like don't you sense. dare come in our turf and take our customers. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You know. I like that element to it. So. But yeah, art's still pretty good. Um, there's a yeah, couple. Still kind of great. I have. Yeah. A lettering critique. Yeah. Um, Which is. It is uh the the code word Toyota. Uh huh. I feel like they didn't need to bold that because. Because it was bolded when when they put that in there, and it was just in the normal conversation, it immediately stood out as, okay, well that was a code word then, and it kind of took a little bit of the suspense away from from the ending for me. Okay, Um, what are you giving it, Matt? I'll give this an eight. It's still pretty solid. Connor, Uh, I'll give it a seven point five. I'm about a nine. Uh, I had zero problems with this issue, so. that was the last book. Uh, that'll take us out of the part of the show. We pick our favourites of the week. We do our favourite panel slash moment, favourite cover, favourite art, and top five books of the week. for the, well, Probably the last time for a while we'll be doing this because there's yeah. uh, not going to be any books next week. Uh, so, uh, favourite panel slash moment. Matt, what you got? Um, I just want to talk about some ones that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Suicide Squad, the, the emus, that entire page mm-hmm. where Wink blinks her, teleports her, brings her back. Like um, Justice League, the Thunderbolt and Lightning, or Justice League Dark, I should say. That's that's pretty good. Uh, but it's gonna be from White Knight, and it's when uh, Batman's on on you know the the boat slash car, whatever it is at this point, and he's holding the two swords. Batman's never looked cooler to me, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go I with that, that one. Yeah. All right, Connor. Uh, I'm going with the. The Thunderbolt and Lightning. Um, that whole sequence where it could, just because the way it flowed, where I was like, "What is this?" And then you kind of just get into it, and it's this huge, big, bombastic spectacle. I'm like, "Yes, I'm in for this." Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't have an obvious pick for me uh, this week, but hmm, I think I'll go. Yeah, I'll go with the Transforming Batmobile. I'll go with the easy 
fan service yeah, pick. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll go with easy pick. Uh, so that is a cover of the week. Connor, what do you have for that? I'm, I'm looking through them at the moment. Uh, so far, ones that are standing out to me are the, the regular Batgirl cover. I really like that one ever since we saw it in the sure. solicits. I, I like the concept of the cover. I don't like her herself. Mm-hmm. I don't like the art on her. I like the, the city making the, the word Gotham. Yeah. But I don't like the actual art. That I much. like it on her well enough. Um, I really like the Far Sector variant as well. That's kind of very fancy and stylized. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the last couple, see if there's anything else. Ooh, that Suicide Squad variant. No, I'm going with the Suicide Squad variant. <laughs> very good. Um, uh, let me look at that Suicide Squad variant, see if I agree. Um yeah, it's hard to argue with that Suicide Squad variant, to be honest. Um, yes, uh, that one's very good. That one's very good. But... <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go... with... Okay, fail. It's just a squad variant. All right, Matt, what you got? <laughs> well, so um, I really like the Suicide Squad regular cover. I think that looks pretty good. I mean, that's nice too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the variant like you guys do. It, it looks... Mm, I don't like it. Um, but I also like the Far Sector regular one where yeah. she's looking and seeing the past. Yeah. But then the White Knight's pretty dope too. He's got a flaming sword. I tell you what, I think Matt's going to go with the anime Supergirl variant. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, gonna, nice. I'm going with the Suicide Squad regular. I like that one. Okay. All right. Uh, so that takes on to best art of the week. Uh, I suppose I'll go first for this one. Uh, I can tell you it's definitely not actually comics. That gets worst art of the yeah. week. I'm giving it that, yeah. that award right now. Uh, best art of the week. I think it's obviously between Curse of the White Knight Basket full of heads, and I, I think Suicide Squad's worth a mention, even if I don't necessarily win. <laughs> hey, those are my top three, too. Yeah. Uh, that, it says a lot that I have two other books that I think I like more than some of those. I think I'm going to go with White Knight. I, I feel like, obviously, I had all the great stuff with the car. Uh, Anytime was a shot of the city, it had this nice grittiness to it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with White Knight for the art. But, you know, and obviously, Far Sector is also uh, really good. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, uh, Matt, we got. White Knight. There you gotta make it a clean. There you go. Pretty sure I picked it for all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connor. Uh, while White Knight is excellent, uh, I'm I'm going with Batman Superman. Uh, Darrington's art just uh just works for me. All right. Uh, all right. Top five books of the week. Matt, go. Uh, number one, White Knight. Number two is what is number two? Let me let me look back. Number two is Suicide Squad. Number three is Far Sector. Number four is Basketful of Heads, and number five is Justice League Dark. All right, Connor? Uh, Suicide Squad, and then White Knight, Batman, Superman. Uh, Far Sector, Justice League Dark. All right, my number one is Basketful of Heads, number two is Suicide Squad, number three is Curse of the White Knight, Number four is Far Sector, and then number five is Justice League 
Batman, Superman. I'll put number five. But there you go. It uh, was nice that we were at least positive for the back half of the show. Yeah, no, there was a lot of positivity. It was just more in the back half. The first half was very hit and miss. That first, like, three or four books, we were all given, like, fours and fives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, it's kind of Batman, Superman. But yeah, Action, Flash, Batgirl, we're all in a rough place. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, hope that is uh, that's the books. This is the part of the show that I would normally tell you what's coming next week, but <laughs> we, we don't know yet. Nope. So, like I said, we're expecting no books, right? Obviously, there's no physical books. We're expecting no digital. If digital books do come out, uh, we will have a regular episode of Cards from the Metaverse. It'll be episode two hundred one. However, the expectation is that will not happen. Uh, so, what will happen instead is quarantine in the multiverse episode one and that will run while we have no books and it'll be just us hanging out talking about various things obviously there'll be some comic book stuff but there'll be some movie stuff there'll be some other stuff so if you enjoy listening to us every week and you still need that nice comforting thing in your life because everything else is in chaos uh we'll still be here uh talking nonsense basically so everything's terrible yes That's pretty much it. Yep. So, uh, obviously, you can let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments. You can like and subscribe. You can support the show in a couple of different ways. You can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. Oh, which, by the way, uh, leads me to something. Uh, I should just mention this. There was a, it was a technical error last week uh, on Apple's end where it, the show stopped posting to iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. And there was nothing really that caused it because basically all I did to fix it was resubmit the feed. I you know, essentially turned it off and on again. Um, the the problem with that is that iTunes takes like 24 hours to actually sort of, you know, take an update. So it did mean that for like a day it wasn't showing up on like a lot of people's feeds because a lot of the other podcast uh, apps use iTunes as kind of a, as like mm-hmm. a host or like a search function to get, get the, the various podcasts. So if you got it directly or you got it through Spotify or you downloaded it from the the website directly or you got it from obviously youtube you got the podcast at the usual time everyone else got it like a day later uh so that was not intentional the podcast was up at a regular time uh, i know that previously from the, the, the middle of the, the previous week was affected as well but uh, no one told me that they were having trouble getting it until like the friday saturday uh, and that was when oh wait something's wrong what's going on uh so that's what it was so hopefully that's not an issue again i mean if it does happen again i know how to fix it it just means that but when i put in the fix it takes like a day for it to actually happen and there's nothing we can do about that bloody so, apple so yeah it's just apple being apple unfortunately uh but it seemed to be fixed just fine uh after the day so uh but uh yeah so that's that and obviously the other thing we need to mention is patreon.com slash tv uh where you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and you get some bonus content for your troubles uh you get uh at the five dollar tier you get every episode of comics for the multiverse uh, previously in the multiverse and for the time being quarantine the multiverse you'll get a day early uh coming uh, from five dollar patrons uh so go and have a look and see if you're interested and want to keep all the content coming and support everything especially in these trying times uh but go and go and have a look and see if you're if you're interested uh, and i will take this time to thank our patron producers for the month as well for the month of march so thank you to david sharp alison m forday cindy palacios tyler hess and talking superman uh they're patrons at 20 dollars or above which makes them producers and that's why they get thanked uh like that so uh there you go that's pretty much it so we'll be back with an episode of either this or quarantine the multiverse next week but we'll be here to keep you company uh throughout all of these quarantine modes um we ain't got anywhere so we will see you then that sounds like a threat (laughs) 
<laughs> a little bit a little bit uh, and me and matt have not had a chance to talk about wrestling the last couple of weeks don't worry we'll talk yeah. about it next week in quarantine uh we'll have thoughts there's been empty arena yeah. shows and everything it's been weird uh there'll, there'll be <laughs> there'll be discussion one. yes there's a damascus mm-hmm. uh i knew the original judas um <laughs> so much <laughs> yes uh so we'll talk about all that stuff next week in on quarantine uh as well as a bunch of other stuff what movies we've been watching and and whatever else plus i've got a patreon book to catch up on and we'll still have patreon books for for april to do so uh all that will be coming on quarantine still uh which is just a replacement temporarily until we get back to normal uh but hopefully you'll want to come and hang out with us still uh we'll see you then keep reading dc comics not new issues obviously because the, there won't be any but you can keep reading the classic stuff and join me and connor on previously that's the thing uh but thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading dc comics guys and remember to never get lost in the speed force. Stay safe, stay at home.